much horror business driving late at night. Psycho 78, 12 o'clock, don't be late, I said all this what? horror All right, business. so here we go. Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lohr. And I am Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to another... <laughs> spoopy episode of Horror Business? Oh no, Evan's so bad. I thought this was Bodega Boys. Is it Bodega Boys? <laughs> I wish it was. Well, either way... Let we... me do my AKAs. Liam O'Donnell, AKA the Latin Love Pump, AKA the N- Diarrhea no, Machine. No one calls you the Latin Love yeah. Pump. Oh, Oh yes, they do. That's disgusting. Yeah. Why is it disgusting? This is Justin Lore, okay, aka Tony Fresh, aka Bobby Cream. No, first of all, certainly no one calls you Bobby Cream. That's for sure. So anyway, second of all, I'm Latin and I have a pump for love. That's disgusting. I kind of wish I, I remembered the things I used to call you in college. Uh, Melonhead. Noted, Melonhead. Noted dumbass. Noted dumbass. Celebrated dumbass. Yeah. Anyway, we're joined today. Vagan extraordinaire. We are joined today by a guest that I have wanted to have on this episode. On an episode since I started this podcast, we are joined by the one true god of all things horror, Paul Rubin, aka Evan Valella. You god. Noted. (laughs) Noted. Noted Alf fan and fellow Cinepunk, Evan Valella. I love Alf. Noted. Noted. It's good to be here. Sicilian mastermind. That would be Sicilian wonderful. mastermind. Yeah. So uh, Evan is joining us today. We're going to be talking about the two main films of, I would say, the man who is the consummate cult horror filmmaker, Fred Decker. That's a quite a claim, but okay. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, I got the stats right here, Liam. A lot of people say they're cult. They have, they have a cult following, but I think Fred Decker is the dude who failed the hardest at the box office and has the biggest following. Yeah, I think that's fair, actually. Well, and it, certainly his career is one in which his influence and his income <laughs> yes, might have the furthest distance from each other. Yes, we're going to be talking about 1987's The Monster Squad and 1986 Night of the Creeps. So, but before we do that, I just want to say that this episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen company of the Lehigh Valley. Whether it is a koozie, a t-shirt, a hat, or a pin, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations can bring your vi- your advertising vision to life. Advertising, podcast, pornographic watching club. Yeah. I mean, is it a t-shirt for your podcast? Is it a David Koresh t-shirt that I'm going to bootleg? Whatever, whatever you need. Let's say you are forming a political party. Let's say, uh, I don't know, you are very secure. Yes. And you're a group of... Mel- young, young men who and are melatoninly ca- impaired. Yeah, and you call yourself the secure young men. Yes, and you wear uh, certain color Ben Shermans. Yes, you are, and, and you want to get some cod pieces screen printed, <laughs> or maybe some tiki torch uh, holders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you need a koozie for the tiki torch. It gets yeah, yeah. hot. Yeah, and you have very sensitive. Oz, most Caucasians do. You have sensitive yes. hands because you're not used to work. Yeah, and awesome so, boys, awesome, awesome dudes is the place to go. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Awesome boys. Shit. Awesome boys. Um, no, uh, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations actually is for the most advanced and um, politically progressive of us. Yes. If, you, if you're cool, you get your stuff printed there. Yeah. That's, that's all the cool kids get their stuff printed there. Most In, of the cool kids. Including but not limited to horror business yep. and all the Cinepunks people. Yep. And Evan, when he gets his David Crusher, it's printed there. So if you have something that you need to get printed, 
even if you only have like a vague embryonic idea that's half formed in your mind, like a dream you can't quite remember or a sneeze that you just can't catch, just go there and you can say like... Who the fuck catches a sneeze? You know, like how sometimes you got to sneeze, but you can't. Thanks for ruining my poetic description of the, of the idea, Christ. by the way. You fucking monster. Well, you, go, you go there and you say, like, I have an idea. I want to get these T-shirts printed because I have a, um, I belong to the Martin Short fan club and I want to design that involves Martin Short. Could you help me out with that? They have a staff of talented designers who will bring your vision to life. I think what you should do is not only go to their website, xlvacx.com, but you should find them on Twitter. Uh, at the LVAC. Yes. And, and you should tweet at them, where are my fucking Martin Short shirts, you fucking That's fuck? what you should do. Tweet at them right now. Whatever you're doing, stop this stop. podcast. Put your put your child down. Go on the Twitter. Pull over wait, if you're wait, driving. Wait, 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 Martin Short? That's what he just said, the Martin Short fan club, and I just realized I want one one of those. Is that for real? I would pay upwards of $6 for a Martin, for Short. A Martin Short t-shirt. So if you're listening to this, I would pay upwards of $7.25. Yes. Liam, you, this, we have it on record. So go there. www.xlvacx.com. Chris Reject is not straight edge. Chris Reject is so not straight edge, I may or may not have watched, watched him drink a beer in front of a child the other day. He literally only can enjoy a beer if a child is present. Yes. So go check, go check them out. They do good work. They're great people. Yeah. Shout so, out to Mitch. Yo, my man Mitch, he's the shout dude. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to both Jareds. Big shout out to shout Brad. Shout out to the double Jares. Shout out to VB Alexis. The coolest. And shout out to my man Pat. Yeah. No shout out to Reject. No shout out to Chris Reject. No shout out to Chris Reject. I just want to say that yeah. my name is Humpty, pronounced with an umpty. How do you like your oatmeal? Lumpy. <laughs> I just wish you would stop drinking up all of the Hennessy that I yes. have on my shelf. That puts you on edge watch. Yeah. I no, it doesn't because, because I, I don't have any Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to store this Hennessy for a future date. Amongst the places you've gotten busy, would you list a Burger King bathroom? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Let's say the missiles are. Let's say our Orange Forty Five gets his wish, and the missiles are flying from the DPRK. Okay. And Evan is, hasn't come over, so the Hennessy is still on the shelf. We're back on the Hennessy. There's some part of you that isn't like, well, I'm going to die anyway. Maybe no I should just have that Hennessy. No. To quote the band. You are so edge right now. To quote, to quote the early 2000s North Carolina straight edge band over and out, I'm taking my edge straight to the grave. I appreciate that. So before we get on this episode and talk about Monster Squad and Night of the Creps, two spoopy movies. So spoopy. So creppy. Much spoopy. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's creppy. Let's mm. talk about what we've done in <laughs> that's horror related recently. As our guest, Evan. Evan, what have you done recently? You have to go first. Uh, I mean, I just watched, I worked uh, a show last night for a band called Gogo Bordello. That was pretty scary. <laughs> Were there top hats involved? <laughs> I saw a couple, at least two. I, so this band, you know, they, they, they pushed the whole uh, gypsy punk, which, by the way, I feel weird saying gypsy, right? Like, in certain corners of Europe, they've really pushed the whole, like, you should say Romany and not Gypsy. Yeah, it's almost a racial slur. Yeah, and it's yet this band's like, Gypsy Pug! And I'm kind of like, can I say that? And Are they're they all mostly white, I think. Uh, when right? I, so I, I, I told you, and I'll tell you as well, I've seen this band. When right. I was in grad school, a dude was like, I've got tickets to the show. It's in Asbury Park at the Stone Pony. I don't know anything about anything. I'm worried I'm going to get lost or it's going to be scary, so will you take me? So we went to the show together. It wasn't really for me. I'm not a big fan. It's fine. Uh, but when I saw them, the 
the band was actually pretty diverse uh, as far as their skin tones. But supposedly, this is the word on the street, that our man who's the main dude, the sort of the creative yeah, Google. force. Yeah, I'm assuming that's his name, right? Okay. I thought it was Google. Whatever it is. The point is is that that he's like kind of faking the funk on his Ukrainianness. that he's not really that like down. He, he was born in, in the Ukraine. So but, he's he's Ukrainian. But he grew up mostly in America? Yes. I, that, so I don't think that he's faking it as much as it is that he's more American than Ukrainian. When that's the essence of your goddamn band, that feels like faking it to me, but whatever. Uh, are, they, are they at all uh, steampunk or is it all... Robot-y no, it's it's it's, like, it's it's like ro- uh, Is there like a vampire aspect of it? No, it's just supposed to be Romani. Well, like they look like circusy. There's a circusy aspect. Because like so there, there was like a weird kid when I was scanning tickets that started talking at me, and then he of tried he, he tried to hand me a bunch of garlic and he said something about vampires, and I looked at him like I don't know what the fuck you're talking that about. He's man. just living into the Romani thing. Were you hanging out in San, at the Santa Maria Boardwalk with the Frog Brothers? I oh. wish. Yeah. That would have Did, made my night so much better. Do you think when you go to work the second night of the Goggly Bali show tonight that you should bring a sharpened steak just in case? Yeah, Man, I'm, it, I have a knife on me. You said they were very nice, which inclines me to think oh, that I mean, vampires yeah. that want to suck your Did, blood. Did they touch your cheek and go, hey, nah. I'll, I'll say this. As much as I don't like that band, the crew and the, the people from the band that I met, salt of the earth people. Cool. Great, great individuals. But not salt of the Romani earth. They're faking mm. it. It's a they fake. Are. They don't have three names. They don't have three names. They don't have their name on their birth certificate. The name that their mother whispered in her ear upon their birth to fool the devil. They weren't born under a wagon. Fucking posers is what they are. You know, so I have a friend who actually is Romani, and, yep. and, and he was telling me that um, Evan knows this. I used to live in South Philly, and near my house, there's just all night CVS. And supposedly, mm-hmm. if you are Romani and you're in Philadelphia and you want to find other Romani people to like connect to your community, you're like literally instructed to go to that CVS. That's pretty cool. That eventually someone will show up who, like, you will know. Hmm. That was the CVS that I tried to buy condoms in once, and yeah. the girl literally just looked at my crotch and didn't check them out until like two minutes had passed. And I was like, "Can I get these and leave?" And then she didn't say <laughs> a word, and then just like <laughs> rang rang me up, and I left. So that you know, when I lived in the city, I was less of a of a normie dad, and so I would go in there like all times of night, and there was no time, no matter how late it was, that there wasn't a child running around the CVS. Like it'd be like 3.30 in the morning and there'd be a young child not speaking English running around the CVS. And I always remember thinking like, is that okay? Like, shouldn't you be asleep, little yeah, child? Yeah, that CVS is fucking savage. It's a little intense. Also, I've been in there many times when someone tried to shoplift something that yeah. they couldn't actually fit anywhere. So they just grabbed it and ran out. And I always felt really bad because... It was always like an essential household item. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not like oh, you tried to get out of here with like a CD player. You know, fuck that guy. It was like diapers. Yeah, or, or like detergent. Like I, every time I'd be like, yo, just let him get that detergent, man. Like clearly he needs that detergent. Yeah, it's a bummer. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so Google. I mean, I, I honestly haven't done a lot you of scary, any like, horror things. You haven't done anything horror related. Nothing <sighs> spooky. Not yet. It's, you are the Lord of the Posers. Right I now. work three fucking jobs, man. Lord of the Posers. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've. You're right. I have all the free yeah. time in the world. I watched <laughs> the only horror movies I've watched lately. I watched that Bad Batch. Oh, what did you think of that? I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. We don't need to get into it. But. It, it just. I feel like it was a, a, too much of a, a like slow burn, and it didn't go anywhere. And I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. It looked really nice. It's a very well composed right. film, but there's just not enough there for me to care. Yeah, and there's no backstory, so like I don't know 
what the fuck's going on? I don't know how it I don't got know that to this I needed point. more backstory, but I needed more interesting characters. At least like some type of a semblance of a plot in the beginning. I also just get this is my thing. I don't want to get into it and get on a soapbox again, but why are we casting Jason Momoa as a Cuban dude? And then why are we encouraging him to fake a Cuban accent that he literally really has no idea is yeah, supposed to be? He was the like. worst part of that movie. I mean, he's pretty. I would make out with Jason Momoa, but, but. I just didn't give a fuck. I couldn't it's be bothered. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watched uh, the first movie in the Coffin Joe trilogy. This is the thing I don't At know about. Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul. Lord, do you know about this? I do not know. It's Brazilian, I believe. Mm. And it's, he's like a undertaker, and he's like searching for a wife, or like a woman to bear his child, and he's like kind of questionable. Hmm. It's from like the 60s, I think like 64 maybe. It's crazy. You were like totally no-selling us, and then you have this interesting thing. that. We I mean, that movie about. was good. I really enjoyed it. I bought, when I was in LA, I went to Amoeba, which was kind of beat. Yeah, I was there. I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, I it's tough for me to go to a record store and not find things, mm-hmm. and that was like one that really was doing it. But the top floor, like the the Hollywood one, was just all movies. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up buying uh, Two Thousand Maniacs. I got the Coffin Joe trilogy, and I got Brotherhood of Satan. Yes, which was fine. Yeah, not that much Satan, too much children, <laughs> too much Brotherhood, too a lot of yeah. And uh, Julia bought The Love Witch, which awesome. we couldn't finish because we kept falling asleep. You're insane. That movie's great. I, I, think, l- I think falling asleep is code for... Oh, there was a lot of love going on because of The Love Witch. Hugging. They were, they were trying to hug. Wow. It's a very sexy movie. So it is. I understand. I mean, I love the way it was shot. I love the way it was presented. But it was, again, a little slow. Mm. I do think that movie could have an editor... Make it a little bit tighter, but I, I liked it overall. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it, but that's high praise from Evan. It is at this point. Yeah. I didn't hate it, yeah. so it's basically a masterpiece. Yeah, that's is, a, that it? is that the whole thing? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I haven't really done much. Okay, that's fine. I've We're, been watching. We you don't actually owe. We like to make fun of you, but yeah. you don't actually owe us anything. I mean, I want to. I want to talk about two things that I've been super into lately. Okay, the first one. Uh, you guys have the internet. I, I'm, I'm familiar. I've heard yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, a YouTube, there's a series of YouTube videos that are interviews with mostly rappers, and but also like famous people. It's called Hot Ones. Where they eat the hot wings. They eat the 10 this hot wings. This shit is so good. This right. shit is so good. This shit is so good. I fucking love them. Like Basically, I can't like, we're gonna stop do, watching it's them. Like, like, this is the concept, Justin. Okay. And the, the host famous, is like very endearing. Person. You're here for like a regular press tour. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you some like really boring press tour type questions but they're not boring while while you answer the questions you have to eat these fucking hot wings and they only get hotter and like step one 90 percent of people who are on the show are like the first wings are like it's like sriracha these are hot and he's like yeah it's that's just the first one so there's like let's continue there's 10 wings and the sauces get like progressively more fucked up by the time you get to the last wing most people are like i don't want to do this anymore dj dj Khaled couldn't even do three I like the fact that you describe the wings not as getting more hot, <laughs> just more fucked up. Yeah, 
And like honestly, he doesn't care too. The host, the dude, just every wing, straight face. Like, okay, no, no problem. So what's interesting about like he was interviewing Key and Peel. Oh, that one's really good. And Key and Peel's really asking good. Asking them normal questions and eating the wings like nothing's happening, and they're literally crying. They're like fucking melting down. The Eric Andre one is brilliant so too. Fucking good. That's awesome. Which prompted me to watch the episode where the musical guest was the Supremes and Exhumed. That is a great episode. And the fucking Supremes are singing the Exhumed song. Um, it's brilliant. I know neither one of you are big fans of this band, but I actually thought the episode where the uh, where the musical guest was trash talk. Oh, and they had the shock collars. He had the shock collar on. Yeah, I think that band sucks, but that shit was funny. It was so funny. Justin doesn't but, watch. Yeah, shows. I don't know. I don't that, watch if, that hot one. Shit's great. He just, the interview is actually like he asks like invasive questions which i like and it's not just like boring so, yeah, like that's stupid true. shit but he waits till they're really sweaty well yeah the first few questions are very intro and then by the time that they're in pain he's like so and he like gets into the sure i also ordered the hot sauce because i wanted to try oh, it like the hot ones hot? i haven't gotten it yet okay but i'm sure it's great well that wasn't horror related you piece of shit so right what's your next thing uh <laughs> i've been really into the cool keith record with Cutmaster kurt diesel truckers you uh, Neither of these things are in any way appropriate for the show, but they're both so good that I, 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 mean, I have I, to allow it. I never said that they were horror-related. They're just things that I like that are great. Okay. Got, got us on the technicality. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Hey, do you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you can go, because I did like a fucking ton of shit. Yeah, you, you're always doing a ton of shit. Hey, man. Um, I do what I can, and I can what I do. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it's Do you doodly do? But... I doodly do. <laughs> <laughs> I doodly do it. <laughs> Okay, so um, I I also actually haven't done a lot of stuff. I was planning to have like a horror-filled weekend. I was going to go to Weekend of Terror. I was going to go to the Romero triple feature. <laughs> and before that, I was supposed to interview Sam Deegan. And all these fucking things fell apart. But I will say this. Uh, so on Cinepunks, at some point in the near future, we're going to be interviewing Sam Deegan. She just edited a volume called uh, Lost Girls, the fan phantasmagorical uh, cinema of Jean Rolin. And because of that, I realized, you know, I've only seen like two Jean Rolin films like ever. I've seen a so handful. I started watching what they had on shutters. They're so, real like, smutty. Fucking amateurs. Yeah, like you know every <laughs> Jean Rolin film. Like, I, look, I've seen, I am a Jean Rolin auteur. Is that <laughs> is that true? No. You haven't seen a single one of these. No, movies. I've never heard of this person until you you love it. They're real smutty and there's vampires. Basically, basically, um, he is, I think, um, using horror as a space to actually do more like um, both surreal and also kind of like almost like Dadaist things. You know, like there's there's a lot of like dreamy things going on too. Okay. Anyway, so the book is really interesting. So I thought well, we're going to interview her. So do you have a copy? Of the book? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I need to get it. I supported it on, not to pat myself on the back, but I supported it on Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Wow. Where's your fucking trophy you got for that? So not, I, not, I did not, in the form of getting a fucking book, so fuck you. Not to pat yourself on the back, but you're going to pat yourself on the back? Yeah, no. Yeah. I was just saying I did. That's why I got the book. Liam so O'Donnell, yeah. the hero we need. I need, oh, I I need you to, both of you. I need to stop rocking the table because the coal miner's daughters. I'm getting. pushing it over right now. You can get fucked. So, okay. So what did I watch? I watched Lips of Blood. Uh, okay. Which was really good. I watched um, The Living Dead Girl, which was awesome. The it's, Rob Zombie movie. It's his most uh, gory film, and it's like a really effectively gory. And then I need to watch... Um, Did you watch Fascination? So that's the one we're going to talk about on the show, and I haven't gotten to that's it. That's the first one that I saw, and it 
blew my mind. So I, I mean, I think some of the films he's done are not great. Like I don't want to like lift him up as like this. Well, he's got a good deal of a yeah. back catalog. Well, and I think the issue is like he didn't necessarily have all the money he probably should have had to make these movies. Like he made no. a lot of movies for like ten thousand dollars, you know, twelve thousand dollars, whatever. But I mean, so, he does what he can with it. And yeah, exactly. They still look sharp. So uh, in preparation for that, I watched a bunch of those movies, and I'm I'm glad I did. And um, now I'm forgetting what the other thing was. Well, of course, we're going to talk about these. For for me and and uh, Justin, we our viewing of uh, Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps is at the Mahoning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have to lift up the Mahoning um, as one of my favorite places. And I always like to mention them and how great they are. And then the only other horror-related thing is I finally watched... Uh, I saw it a long time ago, but I finally rewatched Torch Trap. Okay. If you haven't seen Torch Trap, let me highly recommend it to you. Not familiar. Also on Shudder. Really? Um, yeah, it's like, uh, it, it could be, you could see it as very standard, like, kids show up somewhere and there's a, a hickey guy who's like, oh, your car broke down, all right, well, just hang out here and we'll help you out, and then weird shit happens. But the the killer, who I won't reveal who it is, wears these, like, insane masks that make them look like a wax figure and has telekinetic powers and is insane. So, like, whatever mask is the voice it uses like it's sometimes a girl, sometimes a dude and has like these powers and there's these wax figures everywhere that like it makes them move as if they're real. And that's like who their friends are and stuff. It's a really fucking weird. Movie. Interesting. I liked it a lot. I've, it I've, a lot I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about it on the, on the interwebs. A lot of yeah. noise. It's something that I saw when I was a kid and all I remembered were the masks and I didn't quite remember much else about it. And then I rewatched it on shutter, which, you know, again, Shutter doesn't pay us or anything, but I it's great. Love it. yeah. yeah, so um, that was great. Other than that, I haven't gotten to do much. Uh, I'm the, oh, you're giving me shit. I know that's why I was saying you don't actually owe us anything. We're just messing with you. That's okay because I've done enough. Um, I will say us. coming up, and I guess I'll mention this again at the end, but I want to plug it now in case you don't make it to the end of the episode. Uh, I will next weekend be at Brooklyn Horror Film Fest, specifically on Saturday, and it sounds like I'll be hanging out with uh, a few people there. I think uh, Ashley from Graveyard Shift Sisters will be there. I think Phil Nobile Jr. from um, Birth Movies Death will be there. Big fan of Phil. So come out and say what's up if you're around. That'd be I'll, cool. I'll, 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 I, I will not be there. But I will be giving Liam some swag if you want to ask. Oh him yes, that. I will have some swag. Some swag, some HB swag. So, uh, all right, Mister Party swag Pants, Mister so, cool, Coolest Guy in the World. So let me what stretch. Have you been doing? Let me stretch. So first off, shout out to Heather at the Spirit of Halloween on Twenty Fifth Street for handing out a bunch of stickers for us at the New Jersey Horror Convention uh, a few weekends ago. That was pretty awesome of her. Wait, is that like the Halloween store where you buy costumes and shit? Yeah. Nice. That's where I I walked in there last night dressed in full chop top regalia to buy horse powder and scared a little girl. It was pretty cool. And dog will hunt. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't scream. You know, I didn't tell anyone to lick my plate. But you know, um, I saw a little movie called The Other Side of the Door, starring Sarah Wayne Calloway from The Walking Dead and Javier Botet, and the jerk off from Clueless. It wasn't very good. It just got like a lot of hype. Wait, which jerk sure. off from Clueless? You know that guy, the dickhead who was in a uh, hideaway. The guy that left her in the parking lot of Circus Looker. I think. I think so. Yeah. He sucks. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that movie wasn't very. It was kind of like Pet Cemetery ish, and then it got like very bad, very fast. Um, last week, and I went to Monster Mania in Hunt Valley, Maryland, and I met Michael Bean, and it was amazing. Showed him a picture of me laying in an alleyway in Los Angeles naked, and he loved it. So now, what do me and Linda Hamilton have in common? 
Michael Bean has seen both of us naked. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So take that. I still can't believe you did that. I, I'm just hey, you I know fuck, I saw that when I was at work, and I just I started crying. Try being mean when there was like workers down the alley. Oh, like, what the fuck is that guy imagine. doing? <laughs> I can't believe. The best just, was I can't well, the best was uh, Sue saw it before me, and she was like. Lord posted some picture of himself naked in an alley with it, like like so confused. And I was like, "Oh, it's a Terminator. It's fine." Don't yeah, the best was how Michael Bean like saw it and just like started cracking up and had to show his assistant, like, "Yeah, that's this guy right here." It was like midday too, right? Oh yeah, it was like broad daylight, like downtown LA, downtown Los Angeles. Jesus Christ! I mean, come on, you're not the first person to do that. right. There's probably like a bum shitting next <laughs> to you at some <laughs> point. Just, well, yeah, it was the bum from the Terminator. It was like some some bitch took my pants. Uh, I also met um. It was cool. I hung out with Jeff Tebow there. Shout out to Jeff Tebow. He's a great Tebow. Dude. Tim um, Tebow. Met Rico Browning. Played the uh, the creature from the creature from Black Lagoon. That's cool. Um, That's Ashley cool. Lawrence, who if I have to explain who that is, you're a fucking poser. She's great. Um, I tried to be funny towards her and be like, I tried to be like, uh, self self deprecation is the only thing I good at. But did I she said, did she look at you and say, "Don't touch me"? No, but I did say self defecation instead. Of <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "No, honey, you're thinking of self deprecation." That's I was like, "Yeah, okay." Fuck. Uh, come here, damn it! I want to touch you. Um, who else was there? That, oh, Nicholas Vince, the fucking chatter centibite. Come mm. on, talk to this podcast. I want you on here. Liam wants you on here. I mean, we'll take. Look here. Here's here. Let's just put this out there. Uh, were you in a horror movie? <laughs> yes. We'll take you. Do you have opinions about horror movies? Yes. Are you willing to hang out with us? Come rap with us. Then we would like to have you on. We went out with breakfast with, with Evan today. We're, we're, we're a fun bunch. What was the name of the fat Cenobite? Butterball. Was that actually what it was? Yeah, he was actually played by the guy. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he was actually played by, if you've seen Nightbreed, yeah. you know, like the one Nightbreed who has zero powers and just yeah. carries around a small dog. That's yeah. the guy who played Butterball. No shit. Yeah. He was my favorite. Yo. And then the woman with the weird shit in her face. Wait, I really, I have, to, I really have to intercede here really quick. Um, you might have taken what Justin said to suggest that every guest who comes on the show gets brunch from us. And let me go ahead and make that clear. Yeah, no. We're not buying you fucking yeah. shit. All we'll, right. We'll show you a good time. You can get a pin. You can get a sticker. And if you're good, if you're a good guest, you'll get a T-shirt. Yes. But no goddamn guarantees. But yeah. I got a country scramble. He did get a country scramble, which is for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with non-meat foods. Right. Or did you get eggs? Yeah, it was eggs. Oh, I thought yeah. you got the tofu. No, you got the yeah. coconut um, French toast. Delicious. Griddle forty, gr- griddle one forty five out in Allentown. I yeah, did not shout out yeah. next they to the House of Hubcaps. Where's the sponsor? Where's the don't plug them? <laughs> it's, That's what I'm saying. You're the one giving it away for free. It's weird too going there after not having been in that area for years because like there's a porno store down there and the that place you, that, that you was, used to frequent. No. But it was next to uh, like a Salvation Army that's apparently now like half a liquor store, half a lumber store. Yeah, liquor and lumber. Those and go together. Yeah. There's a White Castle now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Allentown. How is there not always a White Castle? I mean, there wasn't for the first like fucking 20 years I lived there. to me. What did you do after you watched Harold and Kumar? Literally, literally nothing. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I went to bed. I don't even know how to experience that. <laughs> I probably, I probably joylessly masturbated and yeah. cried myself to sleep. <laughs> Anyway, hey, Justin, what other horror anyway, stuff did you And then do? the same day as Monster Mania, um, Exhumed Films did a triple feature of the first uh, of the dead films, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn Bur- of the Dead, Day of the Dead, on 35mm with a Q&A between Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead with John Russo, which um, hearing him talk about his experiences with George Romero was, 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 was something else. Um, he talked about the, like, the last time he saw him. 
and how like uh like because when you know when george passed it was like kind of unexpected but apparently his family knew for like a while um and john russo was talking about how the, the last time he saw him was back in march and they're at some convention together and george like pulled him aside and was like we got the cat scans back it's not looking good thank you for everything you've done like blah 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 blah, blah. like and then he just died and then fucking john russo started choking up while talking about that and i was like oh, son of a bitch this is very sad but that was fun um i love those movies um i mean as any true horror fan will you know should um it was good seeing him on 35 millimeter always on here to tell people whether they're true horror fans or not. back me up on this if someone I mean, doesn't like those movies are they a poser yeah what the fuck i mean of course like, they are but we don't have to remind it people know no they need to know yeah oh my god anyway and then um last week i went up to the mahoning and i saw uh that was their weekend of terror i saw texas chainsaw massacre 2 and bloodstalkers um, what was movies, the, what was the third one? Wasn't there a third one? Two thousand maniacs. Uh, no, 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 no. The day Daniel died. Yeah, you didn't watch that. No, nah, I was too busy. It's like a that's home. like an unknown like lost John thing, whatever. Mm. And it's still unknown and lost to me. Oh my god! Can I ask you a question? What up? If I put the mic to my neck and talk, can you still no. hear it? Can you stop? I'm sorry. I just started thinking about it and no. I couldn't stop thinking no. about it. Why? What is this? You know what I'm talking about. No, just stop. It's Jesus Christ. Weird. Sorry. Um, uh, kind of unrelated note, last night for a Halloween party, I dressed up as Chop Top and um, you know, told a bunch of people to lick my plate and inform people that dogs, there are dogs and they, they will hunt. Naturally. Quoted Primus a lot. Um, dogs wait, hunt? Wait. Yeah, they do. Wait, wait, wait. What part of Primus? What do you mean? Like Winona's Big Brown Beaver? Oh, Jerry's, Jerry was a race car driver. You know the Primus one that goes. Bang, 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 bang. Is that the one? This is like, not a Primus podcast. It is. Is, is that the one that are dressed like cowboys and it scares me? No, that's me? that's um, that's what owns Bring My Beavers. Is that the video? For yeah, you? I hate that video. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so that was what I did. Horror related. Um, oh, Liam, we also saw fucking Mother. Oh wow! Yeah, we, we also saw Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to see it just to form my own opinion, even though I don't yeah. think I'm going to like it. What did you think? So we talked about it we, yesterday. We recorded an episode of Cinepunks with Grady Hendrix, uh, and he hated it, right? He fucking hated it, like uh, up, up and down, hated it. Justin, what did you think? I think I liked it. Yeah, I think I liked it. I mean, there wasn't much of a plot. No, and that's... I do understand that it was an extremely pretentious film. Uh, I do think it was like a lot of like Darren Aronofsky just being like, "I'm so fucking great. Like my art is creation." But my art is also destruction. <sighs> Let me ask you a question. How was Ed Harris? Ed Harris was great. He yeah. was great. I, I, Everyone was great. Even Javier Bardem, but he just wasn't given much to do. Like Javier no. Bardem just doesn't do much in the movie. All the performances were great. Um, Jennifer Lawrence was great. Uh, Ed Harris was great. Michelle Pfeiffer was fucking amazing. She's always good. Though. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer... She was particularly good though. She like, was she, so good. People need to cast her as like a bitter alcoholic. Yes, often, I, I, I honestly don't know why she doesn't get more roles because I feel like she's I, like I, well versed. I actually, the from what I understand, she's this. This is her choice. She's not trying to act all the time. Mm. Okay, that's uh, what's uh, what I've heard. That she's kind of taking a step back. And, like, I mean, that's fair, but it's also a shame because. She's, she's great. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, um, I feel the same about a few people who we don't see that much anymore. It's true. No, but I mean, as a whole, I enjoyed it. A lot of weird, surreal imagery. It was genuinely unsettling. Yeah. And not, not just through, like, I mean, there's the part that you see in the trailers that, like, they, they is only the, the first third of the film that they, they talk about in the trailers, which is, like, it, it's it's uncomfortable. Like, unwelcome guests at your house are uncomfortable. 
and that alone is like is worth seeing and and experiencing. But then like when it goes truly into like mind fuck territory, it's just it's next level. Like it's just again, it's extremely pretentious, but um I thought it was good. I really liked it. Um I mean, I've seen some of the interpretations from the people who made it and I think it's bullshit. For one, I don't think it's about the the I don't think it's about the Genesis creation story. I there's elements to it where I feel like it could be. But Genesis is lin- the Christian Judeo Judeo <clears throat> Judeo Christian timeline is linear. This movie is clearly cyclical. Yeah, but I Aaron Oskula really likes to. F- I mean, did you see Noah? Like he clearly likes to fuck with the Bible and people's expectations. I watched no. I the only part of Noah I saw is the part with the Nephilim. Yeah, sure. That's the only cool part. Yeah. The rest is just like non not cool stuff that I'm not down with. Um, but other than that, I haven't really done. I mean, I, that that's all I did for for horror related stuff. Um, I like that you just said that's all I did. You did. You just said a million things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fear the Walking Dead has been good so far. I need to start watching that. It's very good. I actually like it. I went in very skeptical, but I enjoy yeah. it. I think it's de- well. It's at least significantly better than The Walking Dead. I mean, I'm I'm now fully caught up with The Walking Dead, and I kind of like flip flop back and forth, and I'm back at a point where I'm enjoying it. I don't hate it or anything like that, but I still think Fear the Walking Dead is better than yeah. The Walking Dead. It's like leaner. Well, it's and it's more consistent. Like there are parts I don't like about Fear the Walking Dead, but it never goes off the rails. Yeah. There are full episodes of The Walking Dead that I'm like, that was a waste of my time. Jesus. And I would like it to go away. Interesting. I just think it, some of the writing is really bad. Yeah, like, no, really, I mean, really bad. I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying like the Negan story arc though. I think it's hard. Mm. I mean, how do you feel? It's uh, uh, we're both readers of the comic. Yeah. Um, as a reader of the comic, I'm not enjoying the Negan storyline on the show. I'll co-sign that. I mean, I I used I read it when I was in college because John Gollum's roommate used to get the trades. Yeah, like every Marty? month. No, it was a. Um, oh, Marty was your roommate. Marty was my roommate. Mark, Mark Worcester. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Who I talk to every once in a while because he lives in the area. Solid dude. Um, yeah, he so he used to get them. I used to read them, but I I stopped <coughs> right after they left the prison because oh, that was like by the time we so moved out. So much fucking shit has happened. Yeah, since right. And I just there's been so much that I just never bothered to like pick it up and start reading. The it show again. even like. I think it's actually a good decision of the show. There's there's almost two years of Walking Dead writing in the comics that just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And the show is kind of like, let's just forget all that and just go straight to the Negan. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they really, like, make a beeline towards some of the stuff that was going on. I mean, it, they took a while to get to actually Negan, but the stuff that happened between the prison and Negan on the show is way more interesting. Even the shitty stuff is more interesting than some of what happened in the comic. Yes. The comic was just spinning its wheels for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, where the comic is right now... Is awesome. So fucking good. If the show gets eventually to where the comic is, I don't know that they can handle it. I don't think the show has the gravitas that the that the comic has gotten to. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, even at this point, honestly, like I think I th- I don't know her name, Paulina McIntosh's character. Yeah, I think she's scarier than Negan at this point. Oh, I agree. Oh, is she one of the she's the like trash the, person. Yeah. Do you yeah, think? Yeah. What do you think of the fan theory that she's like pre-alpha? I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, if she's not, they're wasting the perfect actress for that. Yeah, like if she's not alpha, like there's there's there 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 because she's she's incredible. Like on, yeah. on that, she's, post Negan, there is a adversary who I won't describe because I don't want to ruin it for you. That is way scarier than anything that happened. She with Negan. scares Negan. Like she spooks the spooker. <laughs> like like, it. like straight up, 
at this point, Negan's basically a good guy because it's like they just like we need everyone's help. You're here, so now instead of our prisoner, you're now helping us out. Yeah, like and now he has his own plot line. Her uh, her her minions did some shit like in front of Negan. And he was just like, okay, I'm a good guy now. Fuck. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's way. Uh, He's like he's like he's like Rick. I still don't like you, but you're clearly better than these assholes. Yeah. So let's let's yeah, do I this. Mean, I mean, the, the the season finale when everything kind of like popped off with that, I fucking loved it because I I knew that there was going to be something that wasn't right with that whole crew of people, and I'm glad that it went the way that I thought it did. Have either of you watched the? Non CGI added version of the finale where the guy has to be the tiger. Yes, so fucking funny. Yeah. That is actually the funniest thing I've ever watched in my life. Is it so better funny. than the the was it the Wolverine movie that's all green screened? Because that shit's fucking funny. Too. That's also funny. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hey, so uh, before we get before we jump into, I guess we'll do you know chronologically Night of the Creeps first. Um, there was a question that's been floating on social social media. If you could if you could program a Halloween movie marathon. Any movies, whatever. What would you choose? Um, I'll go first. Actually, no. Let's let Evan go first because he's our guest. It's nice of you. Oh, thank you. I mean, I kind of went off the rails a little bit. That's fine. I'm going to be honest with you. And I just chose ones that I liked that have absolutely no... If, like... you, if you choose Triumph of the Will, I'm never talking to you ever again. No, that movie's trash. Okay. <laughs> I like Lenny Riefenstahl, but yeah. that movie's trash. Um, yeah, I just kind of... like. There's no continuity to it that's fine it's just weird fucking movies that i like yeah and here we go so i'm starting off with my favorite film in the nightmare on elm street franchise number six freddy's dead i <sighs> fuck fuck all right go you know on. what go i'm on. not gonna waste go time I'm not gonna waste time fighting with just you. Go on on. Every one of these things. All I'm so gonna just go ahead. Just I'll, go ahead. Just continue. I'm you sorry. literally made me put my mic down. Go all, on. All I'm gonna say is, the map says we're fucked. Get the fuck out of my face. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all it is. No, keep going. Uh, number two. Yeah. Rolling Thunder. It's not a. F- he right. said that I could put exploitation movies in, so I added a little bit of weird flavor into it. All right, that's fine. Keep going. I don't if, agree. I think that he, was dumb for you to have said that. But that's fa- I'll, I'll, I accept that. If I'll, you think about it, sword. if yeah. you think about it, though, there's a little bit of a horror aspect to it. It's a little bit, but not enough to justify it on Halloween. I don't think. If I was in your our marathon, if I was in your Halloween marathon, and Rolling Thunder came on, I'd have mixed emotions. Because on one hand, I love Rolling Thunder. Because it's phenomenal. On the other film. hand, it doesn't really fit. But that's okay. Keep going. Sorry. I think it fits. It's fine. Uh, Color Me Blood Red. Don't know it. The third movie in the Blood franchise? Or yeah. the Bro- Blood trilogy? No, I don't know it. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, It follows an unhinged artist that you know is not going anywhere, but he's sort of famous and people like his work. And he ends up using human blood to make his paintings and people love it. And Sounds he just great. goes fucking wild and starts killing See, this people. This is why I like Evan because he angers me and he angers me and then he does something. Awesome. And then he I bring pushes, it on back. He pushes and then he stops pushing. So you I told to you, push back. I told you I went off the rails with this one. He did. No, keep going. I'm into this. So I went back in the Blood trilogy with Two Thousand Maniacs. Sure. My favorite in that whole trilogy, sure. which if you're not familiar with, go get it. Herschel Gordon Lewis, great guy, great films. Anyway, Keep talking. Uh, Suspiria. Yep, good choice. Probably my favorite horror film. Uh, Devil's Rain. Y'all familiar? I love Devil's Rain. Ernest Borgnine, Love Satan. the fucking uh, Will Shatner guest though in that. Yeah, yeah. 
So the first time I saw that movie, just a quick quick note, I came home from a show at Jeff the Pigeon, which okay. I know Laura's familiar with. <laughs> and this was during the phase of Drinker Evan. So I was like... Drunk? Super drunk. Yeah. And it was, I think it was like October-ish, turned the TV on. It was like midnight, one in the morning. And the end of Devil's Reign was on. And I thought I made it up. <laughs> like I didn't... I, I like... It seemed so fucked up that I didn't know it was real. And it wasn't until like two years later that I found out that that the movie was The Devil's Reign and it did exist. Okay. Okay. So, uh, second to last is Shockwaves. What? What's your problem? I I, think, I don't like that movie, but keep going. Why? I think it's overrated. I don't think it's very good. I think it's great. Okay, that's cool. I think Peter Cushing plays the most convincing Nazi. Peter Cushing is the best part of that movie. I will agree with that. Absolutely. All right, keep going. Great soundtrack, too. And then uh, I'm capping it off with Nightmare City. Wise Ooh, choice. I do like Nightmare I agree. City a lot. Wise like choice. start to finish. Better than Zombie, I think. You chose richly, hmm. to paraphrase Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Liam, what, what are you doing? You go first. Uh, also, Evan, I'm, let it be known, people, that Evan's original answer was just 24 hours of From Beyond. So Yeah, this is my, my B list, yeah. actually. Um, mine's kind of basic. I mean, I kept it. I kept it with the heavy hitters. We got Night of the Living Dead. You know, we'll go remake or original. Uh, Evil Dead, Creep Show, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dracula, The Howling, Halloween Three, The Thing, and The Lost Boys. Wait, which which version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Though? What are you fucking nuts? The original. <laughs> no, Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> For just thoughts of what are you fucking nuts? Okay. Um, I was just going through Twitter. Well, so what I'm trying to do is I had listed uh, a bunch of stuff I wanted to do for October. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick some of those things. So let me let me let me peel the curtain back a little bit for the listener. Uh, Justin posed this question to us a good five days ago, right? At least. And uh, I haven't thought about it for literally one second since you asked us. You're such a piece of shit because I told you the other night at fucking Mahoning. I know. I just haven't had a chance. <sighs> Yo, I have a baby and stuff. Okay, like I'm gonna. You know, you keep use using that. that crutch. I mean, you say that, but when I so this is what happens. I, I say this. I say I have a baby, and all my friends who don't have babies are like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I go to friends of mine who are parents, and I say I couldn't get this done because I have a baby, and they're like, I know, right? Like, of course you couldn't. And I'm like, well, but pe- all my I friends mean, who don't I'm have not, babies think I should have free time. I'm not like, saying I don't. I don't think that. I'm not saying I don't, I don't get it. But so yeah, I well yeah. okay. I I'm I'm also exaggerating a little bit. I have thought about it a teeny bit. I just I also didn't realize you meant a full marathon of eight movies. So I thought of like two or three that I was wanted to do, and then I'm like, fuck eight movies. Okay. So okay, so let me start with the things I immediately thought of. Uh because they're some of my favorite. Um but let me go ahead and say I don't know if the order of this makes sense. These are just movies that occurred to me I would want to watch. Uh The Gate. Oh. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. I'm probably alone on this one, but I actually really love it. Nine seven six evil. I love it. No, no, no. Uh, a couple people got out, got out, got at us on social media with that. Yeah, nine seven six evil. Then I think I would go from nine seven six evil um, because okay, with those four three movies, I think they're kind of I don't want to say fun, but they're like a little more upbeat, a little silly. Yeah. So then I'm going straight into possession, followed by trouble every day. Okay. Then. Those are two like. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not familiar with Trouble Every Day. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it's very upbeat oh. as compared to the scene in Dawn of the Dead where Pete kills Roger. <laughs> I yeah. mean, 
compared to Triple Every Day, Dawn of the Dead is like seriously like a fun action film. Okay. Um, in my mind, at least. Okay, so then after Triple Every Day, I got to pick people up again. So then I'm trying to decide between Reanimator and From Beyond. From Beyond. From Beyond. Yeah. yeah. yeah what are you, what are you drunk? Beyond. Are you drinker? Effing? Wait, do you guys hate Reanimator? No, but no. we love From Beyond. You're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you want this? I mean, yeah, I love From Beyond. Ken Foray warning Barbara Crampton. Okay. You literally, yeah. Calm the fuck down. You calm right? the fuck down. Calm the fuck down, okay? So then From Beyond, I think I, I can't. I have to have an Italian. And I'm not going to say <laughs> Suspiria because you already said Suspiria. You can say it. It's but fine. then I'm torn between sticking with Argento and going with Deep Red. Okay. Or jumping over to my man Fulci and doing either the Beyond or City of the I was going to say, I want to add to my list City of the Living Dead. I think I would do, I think what I would do is do City of the Living Dead. And then, then I want to do either a basket case or a driller killer or a maniac cop like a or a frankenhooker or a frank well, frankenhooker might be a little too goofy but yeah. like a grimy new york movie sure. i either want to do that or i want to jump to like um actually like there's a lot of <clears throat> somewhat more like newer films that i actually really like that i think would be a good way to end so um do you guys ever see um severance no. Yeah, the British movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. That movie's great. I, in other words, I want to end with something fun. Um, I happen to think those grimy New York movies are fun. Maybe Severance. Some people find them depressing, but I could also go for something fun that's like a modern fun thing. Severance is the. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be thinking of something else. Is that the one where it's like the the work group outing yep. and they end up getting slaughtered yep. by like some weird force? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, either Marty or Chris rented that when we were in college, and I ended up watching with them. Hmm. And I I didn't know anything about you know, it, and oh, I no, hadn't no, thought no. about it since. I'm going to pull that whole thing back. I haven't done any Asian. I I haven't chosen a single Asian movie, and I want to fuck everyone up shit up. You non-inclusive piece of shit. And the, and and I want to fuck everyone shit up before they leave the marathon. So let's just throw the original video Jew on in hmm. the most fucked up one. Yeah, and everyone can sit through that and be sad about their lives. Can I can I add one more to mine? Yeah. I want to add video violence because it's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. I want to end on that. I'm into that. Just yeah. to ruin everyone's day. So what are yeah. some other suggestions? Because we should get going. So we got, <laughs> okay, For so on Instagram we had uh, X Brian X at Night of the Creeps, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yep. Night of, Dawn of, Day of the Dead, Fright Night, and one of the Tales from the Crypt movies. It's a lot of night in that one. Yeah. Uh, I will say I'm kind of sad that I didn't think of Fright Night because I love that movie. Yeah. Also, Killer Clowns. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I actually would go with Demon Knight over that. He said one no. of the Tales from the Crypt movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, Demon Knight. Killer Clowns isn't a... Yeah, it's not a Tales from Demon Knight or Bordello of Blood are the two Tales No, 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 I know. I'm saying... Liam, god damn it. Also, are you going with Demon Knight over Bordello Blood? Fuck it. Have you watched Bordello Blood recently? Yeah. No, not in years. Unwatchable trash. Really? I remember it being great. I got them both over there. One of them you can borrow. Oh, is that on the... you can keep. Is that on that (laughs) pile of VHS that I can't touch? No, I have the Blu-rays. They just came out last year. All right, I'll take. I was supposed to review them, and I didn't. So and I'll, I'll do. I'll take them and not review them. Also. So then, also on uh, Instagram, Olivia X Andrews had an American Werewolf in London, The Lost Boys, Dog Soldiers, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Army of Darkness, Hellraiser, and Nine Seven Six Evil. Fucking Dog Soldiers. Yo, that's yeah. actually that's what a I'm super. I, what I respect about that list is she thought of a bunch of stuff I didn't think of, and they were all really good. Yeah, films. those are all great films. Two werewolf movies. I like that. Yo, I, like I remember renting Dog Soldiers from the blockbuster, thinking not thinking anything of it, and it being a phenomenal, amazing, film. amazing movie. 
Uh, Amber Girl on Instagram had Blood Diner, The Children, Night of the Creeps, Night of the Demons, The Omen, Event Horizon, Hellraiser, and The Lost Boys. Damn, Blood Diner too. Also great. Hell yeah. Yeah, I also like Night of the Demons. Like, that's yeah. a great movie yeah. as well. So I'm hesitant to even address this, but I will because he's my friend. Donnie Xma on Instagram just put all the Saw movies. I remember when I was living with Donnie and he went through his like his his phase of watching all the Saw movies and he told me that each one was better than the last. You know what's a horror marathon? A night with Donnie Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Donnie. He's doing great love these Donnie, days. Yeah. yeah, good for Donnie. Uh, Nicholas Mouse on Instagram had Night of the Comet, Night of the Creeps, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Reanimator, Return of the Living Dead, Chopping Mall, Popcorn, and Slaughter High. Bringing it back to Donnie, mm-hmm. he hates Night of the Comet, and I don't understand it. I fucking love Night of the Comet. What the fuck? Yeah, is wrong Night of the Comet's great. Uh, I like that popcorn got added on there. Here's a reveal: I've never seen it, and I've got the new Blu-ray sitting right over there. Hmm, interesting. It, it's fine. Popcorn was so bad. Turning Point sent a song out to it in their live set. Okay. I don't well, think it's that, that bad. No, it wasn't. It's a great Turning Point song. Down. I'm, I'm sad they never recorded it uh, in the studio. Also, isn't the girl from Night of the Comet also in Chopping Mall? Uh, so the younger sister. Oh, yeah, she might be, yeah. I don't know what her name is, yeah, but, yeah. But Barbara Crampton is in Chapel Mall. She True. is. Yeah. Shout out to Barbara Crampton. Uh, Con shared on an Instagram head. This is quite the list. I like this. Hellraiser 1 and 2, The Fly, Day of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead 2, Reanimator, Videodrome, Devil's Rejects, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Green Room, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, The Black Hood's Daughter, The Witch, and The Void. That so, is not an actual merit. Yeah. It's just a lot of movies. I'm going <laughs> to say this, too. If you're going to get on my ass about having Rolling Thunder and you're going to let Green Room slide, fuck y'all. You know what? You're right. I was about to argue with you because I like to argue with you, but you're right, actually. Right. Green Room. And, and not to say that that's not a bad, like, that's a good list, and I loved Green Room, but, you I, know. I see, what you, I see your argument. I think a Green Room is more horror than Rolling Thunder, but I see what you're saying. It's because you're scared of Nazis. I am fucking scared of Nazis. That's true. John Wren had his classic lineup, which is Monster Squad, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, and Halloween. But he said this year he's going to do Trick or Treat, Twilight Zone. You know, John Landis murdered Vic Morrow, and that's it. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods and Halloween. I've always wanted, like, a morbid part of me always wanted to see the cut where you do see Vic Morrow die. Have you ever seen the footage? No. You can look it up on your phone right now. It's was on YouTube. Yeah, where it like cuts right before. No, no, no. They show the helicopter crashing. I mean, you don't see his fucking arm. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't don't you see it crash and then just like fades to black? That was what I'd always heard. You mean the actual movie? Yeah, isn't there like didn't they do a cut? No, where like faded. They never did a cut with that. So maybe it's just the footage that I'm thinking. Yeah, I I don't think that footage ever made it into the actual movie. Mm. I fucking hope not. But who knows? That was actually my favorite segment in that. That movie because it tackled it tackled the complex issue of racism because because Vic Morrow reminded me of you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, is John Lennon going to kill me and then get away with that as well? Uh, maybe. Uh, and then Rick Shirk had Dawn of the Dead, Monster Squad, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Night of the Living Dead, Hellraiser, Evil Dead Two, American War from London, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, Wait. A New Nightmare, what? And Jaws. New Nightmare's the best one. Uh, that's even worse than what Evan said. Jesus You're fucking Christ. crazy. No, Jesus there is no way. Christ. There is no way that a new nightmare is worse than Freddy's dead. Get the There's fuck no way. out of here. There is no way. Eat a fucking turd. There's no way. The only, the only thing, the only thing, the only thing that Fre- Freddy's dead has over a new nightmare, the avocado. Everything, yeah. else, everything. That that fucking cancels it out completely. 
Why the way? Why is Yafet Kota in that fucking movie? Why wouldn't he be in so that anyway, movie? That's so anyway, ridiculous. I'm in a room full of fucking crazy people. We're gonna take a break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about 1986's Night of the Creeps. Are you gonna tell me that Jason X is better? Get the fuck out of here. Side note: Friday the 13th Part Seven is so bad. Look, I'm not here to judge. I'm not you. You kind of are though. Yo, who is this person, by the way? Yeah, Rick Shirk. He's like a Harrisburg dude. Rick Shirk, I'm really glad that you support us. I'm glad that you answered the question. Fuck you. Also, shout out to Harrisburg. Yeah, he's friends with. No, Brooke. that's cool. He's, Harrisburg is cool. He's, he's friends with Brooklyn Mike. Compared, Co- Cody Bunce. Compared to Friday yeah. the Thirteenth Part Seven, Harrisburg is cool. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Fuck Liam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. The night of the formal is finally here for Chris. Cindy and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then inside you. Get them through your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. Freeze! They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. <laughs> Oh, I got good news and bad news, girls. What? The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. <laughs> night of the creeps. If you scream, yeah, we're fucking recording. you're dead. We're back. We're, we're back. Da-da. I like you taking it over. Yeah. We've never made that joke before either. No. In fact, that's Wait, the first time Wait, how have you never made it? You today, Joe. It's called sarcasm, you fucking idiot. Look it up. We made it every... If you ever listen to this fucking podcast, you'd know. And intermittently. Evan is such a poser. <sighs> so yeah. anyway, Lord of the Posers. I called, yeah. a girl, I called a girl a poser last night as Chop Top in character. That was cool. Anyway, we are back to talk about 1986's Night of the Creeps, written and directed by Frederick Decker. Decker. Now, did th- this was not also a Shane Black joint, right? No, this was entirely written and directed by uh, Decker. Uh, it was released on August 22nd, 1986. It had a budget of $5 million, and it only grossed... Ready for this? Sure. $591,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. $591,366. How is that possible? I have no idea. No, I mean, I heard it. It died, but oh my gosh. Um... Starring Jason Lively, Steve Marshall, Jill Whitlow, Bruce Solomon, Vic Palizzo's Alice Cadogan, Dick Miller, and the one true lord of the poon, Tom Atkins. Jesus Christ. I really like Night of the Creeps. Yeah, me too. All right. So uh, up next, we got uh, 1987's Monster Squad. Is that, is that it? <laughs> no. Um, so, so wait, which year did this come out? 1986. So... Uh, the year I was born. Did mm-hmm. you did you read anything about like the release schedule for these things? What do you mean the release schedule? So I think what happened was the reason. So you know that the uh, in in this movie is the Monster Squad graffiti. No, I didn't notice. In the bathroom yeah, it says Go Monster Squad. I saw the Striper Rules graffiti. I didn't see the Go Monster Squad. In the same shot, there's a Go Monster Squad. Really? And I believe the rumor for a long time was that it that graffiti was already there, and that's what inspired Monster Squad. But when I saw Fred Decker at um, 
Bruce Campbell Horror Film Fest. If I remember the story correctly, Monster Squad, maybe they hadn't started filming it yet, but Monster Squad was a, a done deal it was before written they started doing Night of the Creeps. Interesting. So they did that graffiti to like kind of build the universe of the Monster Squad. And the long-term goal, I think, of the Monster Squad was like a larger thing. I don't remember if he said they were talking about a TV show. There was some idea for Monster Squad to be more than just that movie. And I don't... I feel bad because he told a really interesting story about it and I don't remember the details and I feel really bad. But it's one of those things that like, I'm sure there's got to be a book somewhere about it because... Or there's that documentary, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, I would love to have had way more Monster Squad content. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just shocked that it didn't work out the way. I mean, he wanted to do a sequel for Night of the Creeps, too. Like, but yeah. My man was trying to build universes, and nothing worked out for him. It's a shame, because these are... Um, I, I, these, I mean, these movies obviously get credit. These movies are the definition of like films with cult followings. Um, I mean, these movies bombed at the box office, and yet, like, they're, like, widely... I don't know if they're, like, critically acclaimed, but, like, y- you know, everyone knows... These aren't like deep what, cuts. It's weird too, because like for years, no one fucking knew what Monster Squad was. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about when they, when they get there. We will talk about how long after this movie came out when a DVD was released. We'll talk yeah. about when we get there because I let's have a, let yeah let's yeah. stick with this. So Night of the Creeps. Um, the basic plot of this is it's like a um, it's like a fifties throwback, I guess. Um, opens up very most terrifying scene in the movie. Opens up and there's these little aliens running around. There's nothing scary. They're about so this at all. scary. They got the, the and there's like the bad alien who's got the all white eyes and he's got a canister and he's running down the hallway and his his the good aliens are chasing him and they're like talking shit. They're like you can't let this experiment leave the ship. Bad alien ejects the thing. We go to 1959 Earth. This like college. This dude's like trying to trying to get the third base. He's like, come on, girl, let me touch you. Let me touch you, drip, drip. I got to do it. And then she's like, no. And we find out that there's like a serial killer on the loose. Um, some shit goes down. She gets killed. Flashes forward to 1986 to this college campus where we meet uh, Chris and JC, who are two young gentlemen mm-hmm. who were on the prowl. Um, well, Chris is on the prowl. Chris is on the prowl. JC, bless his soul, the, the philosopher of horror films, is there to help his boy out. The definition of a wingman. Um, it's like me and you in college. It is like me and you, but except I mean, I mean, the subtext seems to be that JC is on the prowl for Chris. You think? Almost certainly confirmed by Fred Decker that. Oh, that no, you was know what? You know what? Because when we were because when we were watching this, when they're like talking and they're like, "You'd let me," he's like, "You would like it," and I'm like, "Are they gonna just start like sucking each other's dicks like right here?" Like, I don't think JC's like out. Or anything, no, but, but I think Fred Decker was sort of suggesting that there might be more going on there. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to say that was like that's not the point per se. But you are supposed to get the idea of like, wow, they're they're pretty close. Maybe something else is going on with JC because I don't think it's like he because he has. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, JC has crutches. Yeah, uh, I don't know what condition he has. That's that the, he needs the crutches. They, they, they don't they, ever really say. It's not like he has a broken leg. I think it, it's like an actual lifelong... Like a spina bifida? Yes, yeah, something, so, like that, yeah. something along those lines. But I don't think just because of that, he wouldn't also be looking for ladies, but he never shows any interest in any women in He the is a fucking smooth talker, though. That's what's so interesting. He seems to be much better with the ladies. He's so all good. all he cares about is that Chris is happy. Yeah. And I find that interesting. Now, again, I don't think it's supposed to be like obvious or anything. It's not like we're not discussing a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 here. Or Fright Night. You or, know, or, or Fright Night. Yeah. You true. know what that is, man? That's just a mark of a true friend. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So anyway, they to, 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 impress, to impress this girl, Chris and, you know, by extension, JC, they try to join an alpha. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, 
Freudian slip. A, a fraternity, the betas. They're the mass, the betas. <laughs> that joke is never made, but whatever. They, they go to join the betas, and one, their initiation is they have to steal a corpse and dump it on this sorority's steps. You know, that old one. Yeah, that old one. You know, the whole uh, def- desecration of a corpse. Everyone knows about the stealing the corpse. Yeah. That's hey, like a big a felony. thing. After you steal a corpse, go kill an actual person, because that's, like that's like ratcheting it up. So uh, they go to this laboratory, and they just stumble across this guy. He's, like, he's cryogenic. You know, it's a, it's a human popsicle. And um, they go to take him, and he fucking wakes up. And they're like, ah, they run away. And then it turns out that it's this guy. The corpse is this dude from the beginning who gets infected by these like gnarly alien slugs. Mayhem ensues. These slugs start to infect everyone. And then just like fucking gorgeous bomb. Mustached masculine bomb. Tom Atkins is fucking dropped in the middle of this. And we're, it's revealed that Tom Atkins was the cop in the beginning of this movie who uh, his girlfriend gets killed by this lunatic. So Tom Atkins hunts him down and fucking kills him. And then it's up to Tom Atkins to stop these aliens from taking over this town and blah, 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 blah. Um, This movie, and one thing I'll say about this, you know, homosexual overtones aside, uh, one of the things that like dawned on me when I was watching is like, this movie is like marketed a lot of times as like a horror comedy, but when you really watch it, it's way fucking darker than it gets credit for, I think. The scene where like JC is like talking to Chris, like, yeah, like my life sucks. Like all I have is like making you happy. So if I don't, if I'm not an asshole making jokes all the time, I'll just get the press like you, and I would hate myself for it. That's some pretty heavy shit. And then you have Tom Atkins, who is clearly haunted. He is interrupted while trying to commit suicide. Exactly. He's haunted by like the fact that he like a he killed someone. B he couldn't stop that person from killing like the love of his life, and this has haunted him for like 25 years. Um, and it gets played up for like you know for like humor like ah thrill me. But when you really think about it, like this dude's most of this guy's life have been spent like reliving this night over and over again, which is. Do you think because of those like dark overtones, that's why films like this didn't do as well as they should have? I actually would love for someone who was alive at the time who could kind of give us like a like an idea of what things were like Cause if you to think, really I mean, get into why this movie didn't do well. Because, you know, 86 horror is like money. At, yeah, at, in '86. And so, why didn't this film click? This movie had such a good formula too. If like, you think about it too, though, like a lot of the movies that really did it at that time didn't have that like weird undertone of like a social commentary, not at or, all, like anything like that. But so, I think that that could have had a little bit of a hit as to why it wasn't as commercially but successful. But the balance of this movie, like it is so dark, but it is also still funny. Like I get why people call it a comedy. Though I, I actually think it's just a normal horror movie. It's just a normal horror movie in which the jokes snap. Which, yeah. by the way, officially not written by Shane Black, but I read on the little IMDb trivia that Fred Decker and Shane Black were roommates at the time, and oh. Shane did work on this script. Hey Liam, did you know that a lot of the characters in this movie have famous last names of famous? Oh my gosh, really? Did like you who? know that? Like, there's a guy named Romero. Like, do you know who Romero? That's George Romero. Oh, like the director? Like the director. And JC's last name? It was the Hooper. guy who directed Martin. Yeah, yeah, Martin, uh, Knight Rider, and there's always Vanilla. Like Toby? Like Toby, yeah, yeah. And then there was there was JC, I think means John Knight Carpenter. Riders. John Carpenter. Yeah, you know John Carpenter. Yeah, and then, and then there he was, did uh, Starman. Yeah, Starman. And then there and was that Elvis movie. And, uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street. And then there was... Uh, <laughs> you know what's <laughs> fucked up? That's the second time that's come up this weekend. The John Carpenter Elvis movie? Yeah. And you've never seen it. And I thought they were talking about Bubba Hotep, and I felt no, like a fucking idiot. No, Have you seen the John Carpenter Elvis movie? No, I didn't. With Kurt Russell? No. Yeah. 
Oh, you knew. See, about I didn't this, even right? know that that existed. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So the, the okay. So I wonder if some of the fan stuff that happens in the movie of like naming the characters after horror people and all that stuff. I wonder if uh, I wonder if people didn't like that. Like, do you think there was a sense in which people thought this movie was corny? It's a little heavy-handed. Of course, it's a little heavy-handed, but I think it's winking. It's I don't. I thought it was supposed to be funny. Do you think I, it's it's more of like a heavy nod than a wink, though? Here's the thing, though. We can't like you're you're saying that like this came out in 1986. You know what I mean? Like this was still like when Romero was like at his peak, like with like Day of the Dead and all that. Like, well, not at his peak, but like was still like classic Romero. He was king. Yeah, you know, like this is not too long after uh, Texas Chainsaw Two came out. Because Toby Hooper was like, I think maybe it might have come off not as like a like a wink and a nod. Like if this movie came out today and they did that, that'd be great. But I think at the time people might have just been like, oh, is he trying to ride their coattails? <sighs> That's ridiculous to me but okay why is it ridiculous i'm not saying it's ridiculous you suggest that i'm saying like if it's 1986 and someone says i think he's trying to ride their coat oh, okay I okay say, you're a fucking asshole you are an asshole yeah. yeah um this movie's like really good and i was really excited watching it and what do you think of night of the creeps i enjoyed it yeah it's not it's not my favorite of fred decker's work but i think it's solid I think it might be my favorite. Yeah, we were talking about this at the drive-in. I mean, I'm 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 biased because Monster Squad was the first that sure. I've seen, and yeah. it holds a place in my heart. I mean, that's true for me as well. That Monster Squad is my first, and whatever. I think maybe maybe it's because I saw Night of the Creeps later, and it's more of a surprise. Like I saw it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this yeah. is so good." I for whatever reason, it never even occurred to me to figure out who the fuck Fred Decker was. Hmm. Like I was obsessed with Monster Squad for a long time never occurred to me to figure out who directed it and what else he might have directed so by the time I saw Night of the Creeps someone had to tell me oh that's the guy from that did Monster Squad hmm. I was like oh well, yeah, okay. and I mean think about like when I found like when I discovered Monster Squad there was no IMDB so like I couldn't sure, just be like either. Monster Squad and then find out like who directed oh, this guy it yeah, but, yeah. You know, but people learned a lot of that stuff through like Fangoria and shit like that yeah but, but I, I was like I, never really I was like cared. too young to fuck around with Fangoria oh, okay. like it wasn't readily accessible oh yeah you are a little bit younger a little bit I was in the period where a lot of people I knew knew these things because of Fangoria. But I also, like, I got into this shit when I was, like, like 11, 12. Sure. So. Um, I forget what I was going to say now. Uh, well, uh, okay, so Night of the Creeps, like I said, Shane Black helped out a little bit with it. This was just before Lethal Weapon came out, though, so, uh, you know, he, he started to get a little bit of shine after this. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, like... I like we just we both like paused and it just signaled something to me in I mime so that it wouldn't interrupt the podcast. <laughs> and then but instead of continuing to go, me and Justin just stared at him because we were like, what the fuck? Because I was trying not to break stride, but I need to plug my phone in. I don't care about that. Um, oh, now I lost my train of thought. OK, so Night of the Creeps. Um, Tom Atkins has been pretty vocal about this being his favorite fucking movie really? that he's been in. And in fact, not that long ago, I think it was 2010, 2011, something like that, on a Blu-ray interview said, the only horror director he'd consider working with again is Fred Decker. I love that. How crazy is that? That he still is like, and I remember even, uh, you know, I saw Fred Decker at uh, at the uh, Bruce Campbell Horror Film Fest. He even mentioned like, yeah, Tom Atkins is like the nicest dude and he really likes this movie. And, you know, in a way that sounded like Fred Decker was utterly amazed that Tom that Atkins, Tom Atkins was movie. like, yeah. Because uh, I think they wrote this role for Tom Atkins with no idea of whether Tom Atkins would take the role or not. I am of the theory that 
Tom Atkins dream sequence in the beginning where he's just like sipping like yeah. that that's just candid footage of him that they found and were like put that in the movie it's a dream <laughs> sequence because <laughs> that's what Tom Atkins is doing in my head like as we speak he's on a beach somewhere just surrounded by beautiful women just drinking like fancy coconut shampoo flavored stuff on a related note um, uh, a filmmaker friend of mine was trying to work on a short film with Barbara Crampton and they were asking Barbara Crampton who they would be interested in playing in this short film as like their love interest. And she said Barbara, Tom Atkins. She said Tom Atkins. And they were like, you know, he's like significantly older than you. So like even now it would be noticeable that he's older than you. And she's like, but he's so sexy. He is. <laughs> I love that. Tom Atkins is like, he just oozes like raw masculinity. Like, he, oh, he just. Like, I mean, uh, I, okay. So. For me, this is, even as a giant, a fucking massive season of The Witch Man. Yeah. Giant. This is still my favorite Tom Atkins performance. Really? Interesting. It really is because I like that. My feeling watching this movie is that as dark as his character gets at times, he's having fun. And that's how I feel about most of this movie, is that the people in the movie are having fun. This is like a, 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 a performance that gives me joy to watch no yeah i mean it was it was it was fun watching it i mean even even i mean it's the driving so it was you know we're outside so you know you're allowed a little more freedom of expression sure at the driving like i was like yelling at times i was so happy it it's just a fun time yeah. to experience the the so one of the the one of the I I'd seen it a couple times when I was younger, but um one of the horror thons they ended with Night of the Creeps as the last film of the of the thon, which like last film you either are stoked or you're just like done ready to die yeah Night of the Creeps came on and I was just like I shouldn't be enjoying myself I'm dead I literally wanted to die I was so tired and I had fun the whole time I was like this is fucking amazing so uh, um. <sighs> Okay, so in a rare, real way, I think that this movie is about horror movies. I mean, in the way that it borrows from so it's it's an alien film with a psycho killer in it with zombies, in which the aliens turn the people to zombies, and then even the like the fighting of the zombies sort of references other movies and yeah. whatever. So in that way, it is a bit of an homage thing, and and I feel like especially in our current climate. The current horror movie climate is a wash and homage. Just yeah. fucking dripping with it. And I think for some people, they don't like that. So I wonder if part of the response to Night of the Creeps is like, like you said, this was during the prime of that horror. Like horror is a big money thing. Maybe it was too soon to do an homage picture. Maybe I think that's so, partly yeah. what was going on. So I, I, I think that might be true. But for me, that just speaks to like the joy of watching it. That like, I'm right there with you, Fred Decker. I love the things that you're drawing yes. from. I love the story you're telling. Both of his movies, I think, have rough 80s edges, you know? like mm, Yeah, the mild touches of misogyny. and Yeah, there's a little bit of like, oh, we're going to use the hard F. Like, I'm not a big fan of that, but... Uh, okay, never mind. I was going to make a joke, but I was like, I can't. No, it's I'm dumb. not going to joke about that. Don't. I was going to um, say French baguette, but... <laughs> I don't get it. Ugh. But I just think there's a lot of witty, goofy writing in Night of the Creeps that really works. Again, JC's dialogue is like, it's so fucking yeah. good. It's so crispy. and The question I have to ask, and you said to me you haven't seen it, so I'll ask Evan to see. Evan, have you seen both endings of this movie? No, I don't think so. So there's the um, the theatrical ending in which there's the, the shocker from the dog. They show the dog. The dog literally gives someone the shocker. Yeah, gives someone the shocker, <laughs> which no opposable thumbs. You think it'd be hard. Yeah. But, you know, he God makes it damn work. Damn it, Liam. <laughs> 
no, no, no. The, the, there's the zinger ending in which the dog shoots the alien out of its mouth. The original ending is the movie ends without the dog shot, and then you see the alien ship has returned and it's looking for the creatures in the... Because the idea is that like they took care of this one spot, but maybe the aliens... You see like the aliens are like in the cemetery. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then the alien ship shows up in the cemetery and has a light and is looking for hmm. the things. It's awesome. If it's on like the Blu-ray version or other You know what? It's, it's weird. I never... Because obviously everyone talks about how Slither is like a ripoff of... Of of Night of the Creeps, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. No, but I mean that being said, like I I still enjoy. I still think Slither's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was a movie that came out. I think it was New 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 Zealandin New Zealandin New Zealander New Zealander New Highlander. New- <laughs> it was a Kiwi production. It was a Kiwi production. It was a Kiwi. Ooh, you're gonna be. It was a. It was- ruffling some feathers with that one. Is that right? Kiwi feathers? Yeah. Don't they? Oh no, that's uh Are New Zealand New Zealanders Kiwis? Yeah. So it's Kiwis and Aussies that don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. No, I was being accurate when I saying Kiwi. Right. Kiwi. So it's a Kiwi movie. It's just called it's either Kiwi or or Aussie. Hmm. There we go. I know the slang. Oh, as if as if those are just the same thing. Yeah, huh? you it's fucking a, yeah, he, That's the thing. If you confuse the two and you say it to someone, they get pissed. It's either Kiwi or Bogan, I'm not sure. Um Bogan. Bogan. <laughs> uh it's a uh, it's just a movie it's just called Undead. It's not very good. Oh, I remember Undead. I watched it in college. It's I think we watched it with you. I probably yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. about right. The only thing I remember is the quadruple shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we and did the watch really that. bad fight sequences. Yeah, but that movie ends like the the denouement, or not the denouement, the Deus ex machina, Deus ex machinus, Fuck you. is uh, the aliens coming down and like cleansing the world. If these hands could only kill, they'd cleanse the world, which is what these aliens do. And I didn't, I didn't realize that that that's like a little. You know, that might be a thing of the Night of the Creeps. Uh, Fred Decker said he doesn't think Slither is a ripoff of Night of the Creeps. I mean, there's, no, it's there's a, like it's a, similar things, but I don't think that it's a blatant. I, I know people, and usually it, it, it's just people trying to flex their muscles by being like, you know, yeah, uh, Slither's okay, but I like Night of the Creeps the first time. I love Slither. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, That's uh, Michael Rooker, right? Yes. Yeah, that yeah, movie was great. Great movie. I think it's really good. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this movie... It, it, it's. I, I was kind of hoping that maybe I, I would be like softer on it watching it again. Um, I don't like the sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like how we find out like when JC just goes missing, and then my man finds his like tape recorder in his room, and it's like it, it's very sad, but it doesn't make any fucking sense because we never see any any of the other zombies displaying any hint of intelligence, and. But perhaps JC's love of Chris is so rock hard and throbbing and so just there and just moist that he has to go back there and tell him this. You had to make it awkward. Like, that's no, just unnecessary. I, you're the one who, you're, okay, you started it. So, I did not. So, anyway, no, but it's just like, to me, like, I'm on board with fucking alien parasites sending their whatever to Earth. I'm on board with people coming back from the dead. I'm on board with all this other shit. Like, suspension of disbelief works. I just don't see any sort of like, any line, any progression of the narrative that has JC going back to the dorm room to record that message and leave it there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think that's fair that they, if they want to do that, they need to show us more that the other people who are infected also yeah. takes a while. I mean, because it's heartbreaking. The shit he's saying is like, at one point he says, I can walk again on my own. And you're like, yeah, that's really fucking sad. You know what I mean? Like he's aware of what's going on. 
And but it, it's it's a very it's weird because I'm 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 torn because it's a very powerful scene and it's very sad, but it also doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but other than that, this is just like the perfect, like a perfect eighties movie. You know what I mean? Like Night of the Creeps is like, I would say like an archetypical eighties horror film. I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you said, it's got everything. It's got like the zombies. It's got like a little bit of the sci-fi element with the aliens. It's got slashers. It's got you know lots of boobies from the sorority. There's boobies everywhere. I don't know if you needed to do that, but that's fine. Um, I'm not offended by that, but uh, you know, actually, what's weird is it's it. Yes, there is the one uh, female character who's kind of like the love interest, and she's supposed to be like the also the kind of um, uh, sexual sort of person, whatever. Like, uh, Chrissy Cronenberg. That's yes. da- she's named after David Cronenberg, who did the Fly. Oh, thank you. Yo, yeah, I've heard. You didn't of know him. that. You didn't know that. He's, oh, uh, History of Violence. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but actually, considering this all happens as a sorority, there's less. This is certainly not a Brian De Palma film. Like, there's actually a lot less unnecessarily nude women than you would think in this kind of movie. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and and I don't think it would matter like if Decker wanted to be like, here's the nude scene in the sorority. I would be like, okay, fine. I mean, that makes sense. But he really doesn't push that angle. And even her, there's the one scene of her getting changed. But for the most part, she's more of a character than like, a googly object you know like a lot of yeah. horror movies it's like she actually there's the one character who's just there to be attractive she does stuff her 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 presence in the film has like narrative implications in the narrative right you know what i mean like her her decisions actually affect the plot because right. it's her her boyfriend's the first one to show up like i don't know that it's always clear why she makes decisions because it's she's kind of both interested in the nerds and interested in and her the boyfriend and then she gets annoyed at her boyfriend like that part makes sense but but I don't know. So it's a little weird how quickly she goes from well, like... No. I mean, in college, I would date girls who they were also interested in the nerds. Like, I was a jock, and they were <laughs> they were also... They I, would re- see- <laughs> I regret this entire line of reasoning, and I want to just... I will just edit all this Wait, out. Was I not around when this happened in college? Wait, you dated girls? Yeah. I'm actually no. If you really think about it, um, you're just thinking about your Canadian girlfriend who would Canadian, always write yeah. you those letters. Look, with yes. the same look they met at camp. You don't know her. <laughs> no, you could say that Bethany. You could say that Bethany usually dated. We jocks don't need to and get started in, dating we nerds. We don't need to get into your actual and, and dating a, history a on the podcast. And what? And this is not interesting yeah. listening for anyone who doesn't know you in real life. Remember when we what when we got dinner and her at, dad at her parents' house? Yeah, and her dad made us Boca Burgers, and we saw Cold World, and that guy punched me in the head. That was awesome. <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, it makes sense that maybe she would, she would be like a go-between between the tribes, like the squares and the cool kids. That's she not what she I mean walks at both all. sides, man. She that's does. Not, that's not what I mean at all. What I mean is Fuck that Brad. when her, t- when she changes her interests, it's not clear in the film. There's, there's a sense in which th- there could be more description there as to why that happens, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't because her boyfriend's an asshole. Also, that's what he gets for dating a psych major. I will say this. Um, if you're someone who likes their horror to have sort of deep undercurrents of meaning and dread, that is not what Night of the Creeps is. Like, no, Night of the no. Creeps is a fun time. Even though we're telling you there's hints of depression, suicide, disability, it's still a movie that plays on the surface. Yeah, at it's no very... point is it like, by the way, here's the things that you you have nightmares about at night. I mean, it's like 
fun times for most it's of It's dark, film. but it's not fucking Schindler's List. No, no, no. Sure, but I mean, like, some movies like that, that that even don't seem that dark would still, like, you could get to something a little bit deeper. You know, like, we had a pretty interesting conversation about, like, Chud. It's not exactly a deep yeah, film. Yeah, this is a but very... you can get to some stuff. Oh, Chud's great. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, there's no underlying subtext to Night of the Creeps other than a shared love of horror movies. Not only that, not only that, it's it's very surface level, and they don't... There's, there's not much... It's very uh, there's not much like crafting going on there. Like sure. you know what I mean. Like everything you see is like, I, I mean yeah. There, there's the scene where they find like the wrecked bus with like the the, the you know the, the 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 frat dudes on it. That's kind of creepy. But this isn't like a movie that goes out of its way to like really build stuff up. It's very it delivers like right away. You know, like it 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 doesn't take its time to sort of build right. atmosphere or anything like sure. that. Sure, but it's still great. I, I I still love this movie. Yeah, I mean. Awesome, endorsed. If you haven't seen it, I mean, we probably just ruined it for you, but that's fine. High, high recommend. We didn't really say how it ended, which is also awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I will say this, the only moment when the special effects, the thing about 80s films is that sometimes the special effects are really effective and there's a moment where they kind of fail. So like for The Gate, for example, I watched The Gate the other day. Um, the claymation of that movie holds up for most of the movie yeah. until he gets blown away from the house. And, and he's like doing the flips. terrible. Yeah. In this movie, the very end, which I won't even spoil just in case someone's listening to this who hasn't seen it, the very end, there's one moment with uh, Tom Atkins where the special effects kind of don't work. But uh, the rest of the movie, I mean, all they did was put a little thing on a string and pull it. And then film it in reverse. And film it in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked. It's like, fine, it works yeah. over and over again throughout the film. So I really appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll take a break and go into uh, one of Evan's favorite movies. Any final words on, on Night, of, Night, Night of the Creeps, Ev? Uh, if you haven't seen it, see it. Yeah. yeah. yeah Tom Atkins. Some, yeah. Thrill me. Thrill me. Thrill me. <laughs> to call when you have ghosts but who do you call when you have monsters we're the monster squad what's a squad it's like miami vice i think they're young and inexperienced naughty virgins they're a bit disorganized monsters are not real we don't know that sir two thousand year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves but when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Ooh! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? Do I have a werewolf? Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Somebody's out there that's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall rule the world. monsters? In the world, remember? Maybe we can be like mascot and stitch, you know? Do mask bombs. We got a 1035 stitch back up. Hurry up! We'll need your squad. The book is right. Don't you think it's all true? By midnight. You guys! They won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. It's, 
It's unfair. And getting, we are back. Getting unfairly picked on. We are back to talk about 1987's Squad Do Monsters. Yo, Evan, can you plug my phone in? It's almost out of <laughs> We're here to talk about... God are you it. fucking serious? <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about 1987's Monster Squad. <laughs> you got to rock until you drop. Dance until your heart stops? Rock yeah. until you drop. Released on August 14th, 1987, with a budget of $12 million, but it only grossed just over 3700000 Which is fucking bonkers. It is. It's insane. Written, Not a lot of people liked this movie. Yeah, that's because all people are bad. They're it, fucking... Written by shit. Shane Black, who wrote Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and The Nice Guys. Wait, he wrote The Long Kiss Goodnight? Yes. I love that movie. How do you know? And Fred you know? Decker, who wrote and directed Night of the Creeps, but he also wrote but did not direct... Or no, did he Did he direct RoboCop 3? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, so he, yeah, he, he directed RoboCop 3. Um, it was produced by HBO, starring Andre Gower, Robbie Kiger, Stephen Mocked, Ryan Lambert, Brett Shalom, Ashley Bank, Michael Faustino, Mary Allen Trainer, Leonard Cimino as the scary German guy who was also in Dune. I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't oh, know that either. Oh, you didn't, really? No, yeah, I, no I, didn't, I didn't. Whoa. As soon as I saw him when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Dune. Wh- who in Dune was he? See, the thing I don't remember is the character's names from Dune. But he's. One, I'm assuming he's one of the Harkonnens. Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, also starring John Greaves, who played Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the monsters were played by Duncan Regar, Regar played uh, Dracula, Tom Noonan, who was in House of the Devil, Late Phases, The Blacklist, and fucking RoboCop 2 as Frankenstein's monster, Carl Tebow as the Wolfman, motherfucking Tom Woodruff as the Gillman, and Michael McKay as the Mummy. Hmm. So the, the guy that played Dracula was phenomenal. The the mummy's a bit of a bummer. In the, film. the mummy's the only one that I I, I I don't think had any real purpose. I think the thing with the mummy is um, what makes the mummy scary is magic stuff. The scary. I mean, I will say it's it's really creepy when um, I forget the the little the little boy's name. He's like, Eugene, he's and he's yeah, in the yeah, closet, yeah. and his dad's like ah, and he's Eugene. Just there. Is it Eugene? Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah. yeah. With a little goofy dog. Hmm. Um, according to the uh, trivia page on IMDb, Liam Neeson was paid for a bit part that was never shot. Fuck. Was he supposed to play the scary German guy? I don't know. He's I got a know. specific set of skills. He does. According to Fred Decker, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was so huge that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by Zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming Dracula's castle. Decker stated that this sequence would have cost more than the final budget of the film. Fuck. Yeah, I would have loved to see they that. They need to... Re- yeah, I support remaking Monster Squad only so we can have Zeppelins mm. and hundreds of men on, on horses. According to IMDb Trivia, <laughs> <laughs> the Wolfman's face was modeled after that of Stan Winston. Are you just going to go through the trivia? Really? Yeah. yeah. That's that pretty cool. crazy? I When I was... A, I, so, okay, you know what? I'll let... Evan. I, I was going to say that they got, it has like a Bernie Wrightson kind of feel to it. Sure. That I really like. Evan, tell us about your experience with this movie because I know you, like, you're rather fond of this and that's why we got you here. So today. I, don't, I don't understand the genesis of how it came to be, but renting films was like a big thing in my family. And there was like, I guess it was like a chain, but it was like, it had that kind of like mom and pop feel. It was West Coast Video. It was on uh, Hamilton Boulevard. Okay. Believe, right by the Lehigh Valley Mall. Yeah. And we used to rent films there all the time. And I, I suspect it was because both of my older sisters were very into like the classic Hollywood monsters at the time. Yeah. That they saw this film and rented it. And it was a, a huge hit with the family. 
It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah, like everyone loved it to the point where my dad was very into doing that thing where you string two VCRs together and then you bootleg tapes. <laughs> yeah. And because, you know, they cost like fucking $90 at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bootlegged that tape and it remained in the family for years. Like It's still, it's kicking somewhere. I don't know where it is. I had it in college, which is what we watched it with. Yes. With my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And it was just like a, like a monster hit to the point where like I watched that tape so much that it was like the worst fucking quality rip of it because it was just worn out. And for years, I would always talk to people about this movie, and no one would know what I was talking about. Yeah, this it, it's weird. Like this movie, I mean, we take it for granted now that it's like this. It's like people thing. know about it, and there's a DVD of it. But there was a minute, there was a period of time where it was like you had to be like in. Yeah, to, I, mean, I remember seeing this movie when I was a little kid and being terrified of the Wolfman. Oh, absolutely. And now I'm watching. I'm like, yo, the Gill Man's way scarier. Um, also the fucking corpse that pops up in the beginning mm. when they're oh, yeah. that's so scary. Yeah. When uh, when I it's funny because I I went up with um, friend of the podcast Alexis VB. We went up on on Friday. Sure. And we got there just as like the fuck you. <laughs> she listens to this fucking podcast. I didn't say anything. God damn it. Um. So anyway, we pulled up and I'm like, yo, I hope I see the zombie like pop up and scare Van Helsing. And I I think we got there just as that happened. It's so it's so spooky. Um, it's yeah. very creepy. Also, the guy who plays Van Helsing is great. Yeah. Yeah. I. I... <laughs> Not th- it wouldn't make any sense for him to be in the movie more, but I do kind of wish a little bit he was in the movie. I wish that opening sequence is a little bit because at the very end when he gives a thumbs up, yeah, like it's supposed to be this like great badass moment. Like it would be cool if it was like, like, how, like if it was like I, I don't know, like Martian Manhunter or well, something. Well, they said like they that. cut. They said they cut like thirteen minutes from the film to make it like exactly ninety or closer to ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wonder if the a lot of that came out of the beginning. Like that whole sequence could have been a little bit longer, actually. I'd also like to hope that if they, you know, he got his way and they had like a series of films or a TV show, there was more Van Helsing in it. Yeah, totally. There could have been like flashbacks. There's a okay. So, so this movie, um, again, ten years for the past ten years, it's it's kind of been taken for granted, especially with like the resurgence of like. You know, like the Stranger Things phenomenon. Like this movie's sure. come back into the focus. Like this, this movie is like taken for granted as like the archetypical '80s film. But there was a period of time I remember being like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, fucking twenty years old, and being like, "Oh yeah, like fucking Monster Squad." And a lot of people were like, "What's yeah, that?" Like, what are you talking and I'm about? like, "I was like, I used to watch it with my dad." And like, um, this movie came out. It's funny, Evan, because I told you I would. I remember when this movie came out in DVD. It was my last year at Cutstown, so we're talking 2007 into 2008. It was the summer 2007. I was going through this like kind of rough breakup, and my mom came up to Kutztown to kind of be like, hey, "Let's go out to dinner and 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 get cheered up." That was in your living at a uh... Uh, dude house on Main Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we went out to dinner, and then we went to Target, and she was like, "Let's just go to Target because I got to pick up a couple things. It'll take your mind off things." And I was like wandering through like the movie department, just moping and quoting the Smiths and being like, "Why doesn't?" I just realized the girl who I'm talking about listens to this podcast. So who is it? Fuck it, Shannon. You know. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just, what's up, Shannon? Yeah. So anyway, so I'm like wandering through like the movies, like, oh, why doesn't she love me? And I thought I was like hallucinating at first because the monster, it was just right there, and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It just came out of nowhere. There was no fanfare. It was just because you could not find that on DVD for years. Absolutely. And it was only on VHS, and it was like, and then so. I, we got it and watched it and was just like, yo, this movie still fucking holds up. It's yeah, absolutely. still like, um, everything about this, as, as the, again, the Wolfman isn't as scary as like it, uh, as it, as it, as it was. And I'll actually tell you, I said something to you when we were watching, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was a little kid, 
I had this, I saw it on TV, and there's this scene where Sean's dad shoots Dracula when he's a bat, and he goes like pinwheeling into the, into, and then he finds him, he's like half bat, yeah. and his, his, his like wings like covering his like body. I remember when I was a little kid, I was like, I thought that was like, I thought he was like uh, transforming, and they showed his wiener. And I thought that that was like a censor thing. Like I thought it was like one of those like Chinese fans that they just like flicked over, and they were just like censoring his genitals with that. And I was He's like, talking about his, his bat door. His yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah no like and that, Nards dork and well, Nards. Yeah. That's what it's I thought. Dork. That that's what I thought as a kid was that they, they were oh no they can't show his his dick on TV so they're censoring it with a fucking Chinese fan. But now, now I watch this movie. I, this I, is totally off the rails. No, it's not. It's it's it's, it's peaking it's into the very much world. on the rails. It's on the rails. But now I watch this movie, and it's like there there are two things that strike me about the about this film. The creature design is awesome. The mummy, I'll take or leave. But I I the the wolf, like the Wolfman design is like and the Gillman looks fucking yeah incredible. the Gillman that's what I'm talking about the Gillman is like so fucking scary yeah um and then I I, I realized this while we were watching it on 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 Friday that like. This movie, I think, is so deeply embedded in like the DNA of like today's like horror filmmaking, um, especially like like I said, Stranger Things, and now we have like it. All these movies that are about like kids, like I don't think The Goonies is really like the when it comes to horror movies. I don't think The Goonies is like the ultimate precursor. I think this movie is for like the group of kids who were just like we're on our own. Fuck adults. Let's take care of this. Um, I think this movie smokes The Goonies. I mean, it is. <sighs> It's a bit of a shame that the two big, like, young adventure movies are both films in which I question whether you should show them to children. Like, yeah. Goonies is one of those movies that, like, youth pastors all across the country show these to kids, and someone ends up getting a call from a parent being like, you know the Goonies actually, you know, this, or whatever. I think the Monster Squad is actually way better than the Goonies. I would show this film to kids fucking seven days a week I think here's if the I th- could here's the, here's the thing let me just name this because we have friends who've brought this up before and I just want to say it um, the end of the movie with the issue of whether or not she's a virgin is awkward it's very awkward it's awkward and I wish it wasn't in the film I wish they just would say truly if they just said like uh, it needs to be someone innocent and yeah, they pick someone else. And why it does it have to be a kid. girl? I, I, yeah, 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 I think yeah. Alexis brought that up. Like, why does that? Why can't one of them just do it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like that. That aspect of the movie, I think, is it, again not that it's. I bring this up partly to say, is it as problematic as the racism in the Goonies against our man Data? No, 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 no not, not at even all. close to as bad. No. And what bums me out is I I will hear this a lot where people are like, well, both movies have a problem, and I'm like, the Virgin problem, I'm willing to admit, is a problem and is not great. But is it as offensive as Data? No, absolutely not. Data is offensive, and don't get me wrong. Like I will go with, jo- you know, Josh is my co-host on Cinepunks. He is himself Asian, and he freely admits that The Goonies and Big Trouble in Little China are not great movies for Asian folks. Though I will say The Goonies is more offensive than Big Trouble in Little China, because it's also its treatment of Italian Americans because they're constantly making spaghetti sauce, singing in operas, and threatening <laughs> small children. <laughs> So, but all I'm saying is, I do think even though this is a movie about monsters in which men die, I mean, Dracula kills a chunk of cops. Those the, cops, the, the are not man crushes a, not crushes fucking a cop's people, head. though. That is fair, and I will support you on that. Also, also, um, let us not forget that, but for all intents and purposes, Dracula believes he is he blows up a treehouse. 
he dynamites a treehouse and is like cool with it. Like, yeah, I gotta. He's so pissed off, he rips the door off his car. And I that, that shit is hard. Yeah. That when he, when he fucking. Is- when this he walks away and just says meeting, meeting adjourned, adjourned and it explodes, yeah, but I, but I gotta God say, damn. I gotta say, I, I agree with Alexis in that it's so weird to see Dracula just with dynamite. Yeah. And I can't decide if that's like the most brilliant, one of the most brilliant things about the movie or Because he just has dynamite. He's just like, I mean, dynamite their fucking treehouse and fuck them. You know, like. He's old as fuck. What is he gonna use? I agree. It's just sorcery. Weird. It's just weird. I, yeah, yeah. He, could he doesn't sorcery. have that. He traditionally doesn't fucking sorcerer things. Okay. I you know? don't know if that's true, but well, no, actually, maybe maybe the amulet, I mean maybe the amulet's close proximity is limiting his powers. The point is, is that uh, <laughs> even as I'm questioning it because it looks weird, I'm only saying it looks weird. It's still awesome that he blows it up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at what point in the writing process they were like, and then he and then he blows he, also, the he also he also uses like, his powers to light like the fucking dynamite. dynamite so, so he does have you know, telekinesis, kind of cool, or pyrokinesis, but it's least. it's a little bit more dramatic, I think. Yeah. Um, it's funny too. It's great because he just looks it. at it and he should wink at it beforehand. But um, okay, so let's, let's also there's this, one let's, thing let's, um, that I didn't catch as a child that I, I like grew watching it as an adult. Before that happens, when it cuts to the the like shot of his of uh, the mom, her fucking bags are packed. She's ready to like like dump his ass. I mean, yes. there's a few things to say. One is, and I never noticed that as a kid. One is, um, if you're wondering why the Goonies and Monster Squad are often pitted against each other it's not just they have kids it's because they have the same mom the same mom is in both movies is it and i didn't pick up on that and what's weird is that i think she's ready to divorce her husband in both movies goonies doesn't have the balls to really show you how ready she is to get divorced but this movie's like she's leaving they're screaming at each other subtle though because you don't like unless you're really fucking paying attention like for how many years? I never noticed. Like she has like two bags packed, and she's ready to leave the like leave her husband. I I I, I noticed it when I was younger, but I don't think I noticed it the first time I saw it. Like it didn't it really like it didn't connect with me. Well, I I just think that's a that's an interesting part. Okay, the other thing I didn't get to say the virgin thing. Um, I said, but let me also say the way that they get her to do it is to blackmail her yes, with a topless it's fucked photo. Up. Yeah. That's also fucked up. Granted, the picture was taken by Frankenstein by mistake. But still, that's like a this is like a Porky's level, like yo. It's bullshit, yeah. It's not that cool, actually. However, I don't understand again how that outweighs the um, painful racism of Goonies. Okay. Also, uh, is it not questionable that Rudy's just fucking making bullets in school? Yo, Ryan I'm Lambert is that. a fucking that's consummate great. badass. Yo, I agree. So, yo, I fucking agree. Now that we've met Ryan Lambert and hung out with him, uh, yeah, yeah. Can I just put it out there that he does not seem like the bad like. He's like the sweetest guy in the world. He's like, he's like he's, he strikes me as he strikes me as such a nerd now. Yeah, that like watching the movie when we watch it, I was going, "Is he actually the badass kid?" He's he was also kid? Yeah. he was the first to suggest that we give a photo given the finger. So yeah, of yeah. course, that's you know. true. Well, but and I feel like in their relationship now, Andre Gower might be the badass. Hmm. Yeah, because they're they're really not that far apart in age. Sad so. note. Yeah. Did you know that um, Horace passed away? No, no, fat kid. H- Horace died of pneumonia in nineteen ninety seven. Fuck. Sad, Rest in right? peace, Horace. I yeah, R.I.P. Horace. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if he did other things. I don't know if it's you know child actors. It's hard. Some of them like go on and try to have careers. Some of them like they just go away. Like they're in something. And I don't think he did have a lot more after. I don't this. think he did either. But it's well, neither, neither did Andre Gower. But they kind of, they kind of, they kind of side. They kind of use that. You know, they they kind of have that that career like sort of like not quite like Chris Hardwick level, but like. That sort of like commentator on nerddom. Hmm. I think now they do. I don't know what they've been doing in the years since. I like think they did like small bits and like you know they've never yeah, did, maybe I yeah. Don't know. Uh, well, okay. So let's just say this. 
I made my points about the things about this movie that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. I still think this is the ultimate child adventure movie. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Regardless of what someone thinks of horror, someone's like, well, I don't like that it's scary horror. You know, fuck you, get fucked. The <laughs> point is, is that it is, even though it is a very much related to horror film, it is a kid's adventure. It has the perfect balance of them, like, they're afraid, they're figuring shit out, and then they're being badasses. And in fact, the... I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Is one of the best moments yes. in any movie ever. It's yeah. like it's like adventures in babysitting with monsters. Yes. Dude, that yeah, that, that scene where he's like he goes after the, the brides of Dracula, who were terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Um, and that cop gets killed and he just fucking grabs his gun like it's nothing. Yeah. It's it, I, I don't yeah. I, and can I say something that I don't mean I know our uh, friend of the show, John Red will hate this, but I'm gonna say this and I want to hear what you guys think of this sentiment. I feel like this movie could get remade. Yes. And if you had the right writer and the right director, it wouldn't be a travesty. It would actually be awesome. Yeah. I feel like it could, but I don't want it to. See, I feel like I might nothing, want it to... Nothing could touch this original... I mean, nothing could... This this original movie will always be... It, it, I mean, this movie's legacy is secure. Yeah. If anything, it's only going to become more cherished over time. A remake, I, I honestly think like, yo, Zeppelins... You know what? Don't make a fucking remake. Yeah. Make a goddamn sequel. Do yes. a reboot. Do no, skirt no, no. Do a sequel. Do, do a Monster what these, Squad 2. What are these fucking kids doing? Shane yeah. and Fred Decker, Shane Black and Fred Decker write the script for the sequel. Bring sexy ass Silver Fox Ryan Lambert back, struggling with the knowledge of what he has seen. I mean, okay, so to be fair, I just realized I'm pitching this like this is my idea. I just remembered they said this actually at yeah 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 at that, the, that 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 they could do like a like Fred because someone asked Fred Decker about like would you reboot this or do whatever and he said he I think he said the only way he would do it is as a sequel with those guys yeah and say like since the Monster Squad the idea like his idea was since the Monster Squad they've actually been doing it they've been fighting monsters this whole time and now here they are whatever years 30 25 i, I mean don't that's know. basically the plot of supernatural but whatever yeah here they are whatever <laughs> years later and they're kind of washed up and they kind of like hate their lives and it's like the mo- the movie would be about how they're trying to get out of mom they actually are done fucking make this movie it seriously so- make this movie when they described it it sounded so j- it actually like their description with this is with the two with Ryan Lambert and Andrew, Andre Gower there that it was like a jaded like a we're so fucking sick uh Monsters, man! Like fuck this shit. Another goddamn monsters. Yeah, like they just want to do something else with their lives. I kind of like that idea. It's. I, I think would, it sounds I great. Would watch that. Um. So one one of the things that we we talked about earlier, how Night of the Creeps kind of has this this underlying darkness to it. I think the things in this movie that um that 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 tie into that are the the the, the divorce and how the kids are picking up on it. Yeah. Like at one point when um I love the scene when. Uh, Phoebe is like, you know, um, Sean's little sister is getting put to bed, and she says like, "Don't yell at him." Are you gonna, Are you gonna yell at him? Are you gonna yeah. yell at him? She goes, "No, me and your, me and your, me and your father, like, blah blah." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, I'm like, talking about Sean. Talking about Sean. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it, it, it's just sort of like this thing. Like that's a very real depiction of like how how heavily divorce weighs on these kids, and you know, a family as a whole. Um, also, uh, not not the darkest thing in this movie, but one of the things that I I, I realized watching this was like at the very end when, um. Frankenstein's monster gets sucked into the limbo and he's like, Good freebie. And you're like, Oh, it's very sad. And he catches the stuffed animal. Um, he's going to limbo. Limbo sucks. Like, and it, what's even worse is like, Count Dracula's in there. All these other horrible creatures are in there. And then you have like Frankenstein's monster who's like this, like, like he's like a child basically. And he's just in there with these things like 
who knows what's going to happen to him. And maybe I'm like extrapolating too much from that and looking too far into it, but it's something that I've been thinking about. Like, I, that that makes the ending of that movie like that much sadder. Is like you have this little girl who's lost her friend, who's seen all this horrible shit. You got fucking Dracula calls her a bitch in her face and hisses at her, you know. And then she sees her friend get sucked away into hell. Um, yeah, that's kind of a dark ending. I mean, don't forget the scary German guy too. That's what I'm gonna get to next. Yeah, I didn't know because they okay so. We didn't really talk about what this movie's about, but um, the scary German guy who's like the local old man that they're all afraid of when they get the book that's written in German. I'm assuming it's like the Necronomicon. I was going to say, should we tell people what it's about? Okay, so real quick. There's these kids. Uh, it opens up 100 years ago in 1887, and Van Helsing, the consummate badass, is attacking Dracula's castle to get this amulet, and uh, he gets sucked into limbo. And then 100 years later... Um, Dracula awakens the forces of darkness because every hundred years the, the the forces of evil and good there's a balance it becomes disrupted and Dracula is attempting to take over the world with this amulet and the only thing that's standing in his way is this group of like middle school kids who call themselves the monster squads who're like the outcasts they're the fucking losers um and then they got like it's like these like three or four kids and then like just this older kid who's like hanging out with him for like no reason <laughs> like uh, oh, basically, the older kid defends Horace. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so Horace says, can we invite him to the monster? Yeah, Ryan Lambert is like the greaser, greaser, like tough guy. He's like the tough guy with like, a heart of gold. And to be fair, the, the whole issue with the sister starts there. Because Ryan Lambert is only hanging out with these kids. To get to Because he, he can see the one kid's sister changing yeah. in her room from the clubhouse. Yeah. Which, the... By the way, the little kids, they don't seem to know. Yeah, yeah. They have, like, no clue that they have a view on nudity. Yeah. But he has figured it out. He, he thinks, fucking zeroes in on that right away. I'm going to hang out with these kids. So, um, basically, and so they find this book. The the um, the one kid, Sean's mom, finds this book at a, at a yard sale, and it's written in German. It's Van Helsing's diary. Van Helsing's diary. So they go to scary German guy to help translate it. And it turns out that he's just a nice old man, and he invites him in for pie, and they're all having a good time. And then as they're leaving, he says, like, oh, so you guys are going to come. Now you, now you know I'm not so scary. You're going to come back. And they're well, like, uh. Because they ask if he, they thought he was a vampire. And he points to the mirror and says, if I was a vampire, like, yeah, you sure do know a lot about monsters. And there's this brief look over his face. He's like, yeah, you could. I've had my I share. think he says, like, now that I suppose it, I do or something. Yeah. Like that. And yeah. as he shuts the door, you see on his arm he has a concentration camp tattoo, which as a child went completely over my head. And it never gets touched upon in the movie. It doesn't play. It's not like it's. It is a very dark. It's detail. a very dark moment that like a, no kid would see, and, and like every adult was probably like Jesus. And Christ. that's what this movie's full of. It's it's a great solid horror film with just subtle dark details. Like you think about the Wolfman, how he is like they don't really highlight this, but he is in. He he's not like a bad dude who turns into a wolf and is like I'm gonna kill people. He's a man who like tricks the cops into shooting him yeah, he's reluctant he's reluctant he he's like it. you have to kill me he calls uh he calls sean's dad he's like he's gonna kill your kids and he's warning him and, he, and then like at the very end he's like oh thank you and like he, and, and and by the way dracula's like keeping him like locked up in a cage or he's in the drugging wall, him at one point drugging him he's got him tied up with all this shit like um this you know what but when i was a little kid i was like that's ah, a werewolf that's pretty cool <laughs> this is a fucking gilman that's cool but there's like all these little things that i'm like watching this as, as an adult and i'm like what the fuck like it's a heavy movie it's a very heavy movie best line from this movie and a kid makes bullets <laughs> and a kid just makes shot. that happen to fit the gun that's a random gun and he fucking he shoots the wolfman and he's just like whoa yeah. And like that's it. Like he's uh, he, says, he says bang. Is that what it, he says bang. By this point, 
if you want to consider monster lives actual lives, which this movie does not, except for Frankenstein, mm. my man has murdered... The, the Wolfman is his fourth dead monster. Yeah, Ryan Lambert is crushing... He kills like, the mummy. All of these monsters. Yeah, he kills the mummy. He kills all three brides of Dracula. He kills the Wolfman. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, because Horace kills the gil- the Gilman. Horace kills the Gilman. Yeah. While Kevin, good, good for wh- while yeah. Kevin Kevin Arnold's shitty brother watches, <laughs> Wayne Arnold, butthead. The worst. The, the worst, worst. The worst big brother ever. Um, and then obviously, uh, uh, Dracula or the Frankenstein's monster tells Dracula he's bogus, and then throws him on a fucking fence, and then he gets sucked into into limbo. At a certain point, Dracula picks up the little sister, and it's very intense, uh, and he calls her a bitch, which is a bummer. This is give me the amulet, you bitch. And he yeah. hisses in her face. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, uh, he never wore his like stuff around her, so she wouldn't get scared. Aww. So the first time she ever saw him with his scary contacts and scary teeth was that scene. And right before they shot it, she said to Fred Decker, how will I know when to scream? And he said, oh, you'll know. Yeah, that's, that's adorable. like genuine horror. No, yeah. She is fucking terrified yeah it's it's a it's i mean again bringing this back to like modern times like i know a lot of people were like criticizing like andy muschetti for like doing what he did with like 12 and 13 or 14 year old actors and like bill skarsgård i'm like it's effective filmmaking yo like, but here's my thing though and this is something that we didn't get to so uh as i mentioned earlier we recorded an episode of cinepunks yesterday with uh grady hendrix and we didn't have as much time as we thought we didn't get to talk about any movies we just talked about his stuff which was great yeah but um he wanted to talk about this shift that he sees, and I think a lot of people see, of horror from the 70s to the 80s of being about and for teenagers okay. or, or even younger people. And what I think is really interesting is like watching Carrie, and of course there's all the nudity in Carrie, so it has to be adults. But even still, there are no young people in Carrie. You're supposed to believe it's teenagers. But it's not. These are all adults. The gate. And Monster Squad are just two examples of actually kind of fucked up horror movies in their own ways that have actual children in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like that that was actually something that was different in the 80s. That the only time you really saw kids in horror movies in the 70s is when the kids are the scary things. Like the the kids are like side pieces. Yeah. It's about the parents, but there's a kid who's in danger. In the 80s is when you actually got children or at least barely you know barely teenagers like actual young people actual young actors as the main characters yes. who are like in danger that's like a new thing and i think that one of the things that i think made the monster squad for the people who actually fucking saw it uh easier to connect to cuz they were kid like even when i was a kid and i watched these harm no one of these people felt to me like people i could relate to yeah yeah i was never like oh i'm like nancy or i'm like whoever like no those were adults of course they weren't supposed to be adults but in my brain they were adults when i saw the monster squad i was like that's me like those are kids like me like yeah, that, yeah. it was a much deeper i think identification yeah no i mean it it, it it definitely um it makes a shift away from like uh i i, I think that was like 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 i said earlier the the, the genesis of the um the whole idea of like we don't have backup like we're gonna face this on our own adults can't help us they can only hinder us like it's us versus you know whatever and now, we got it wait when did it come out the 90s miniseries yeah nineteen ninety. No, the book. the book 1986 so do we think no i think the script was written i was wondering what the influence of it on the script from monster squad might have been i doubt much honestly mm, there's some strong I don't similarities know. yeah yeah mm. i mean but i mean like I feel like Monster Squad had already been like written, or at least in I suspect, concept stage. I suspect by that it point. might have been, but I actually don't know for sure. Yeah, 
But who knows? It's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, I mean, that came... But it is interesting to think that they both came out at times... Like, even if they weren't... If there was no direct influence, then what caused such... Because there's are strong similarities between those two properties. Yeah, there's uh, there's Murderous Gilman in both of them. Yep. Um... And again, like the, the there is like the like the kids in the Monster Squad, you know the only quote even like Ryan Lambert who's like the cool kid even he's like a fucking like he's not cool he's like the dude that like the cool kids are afraid of, right? I mean these are kids who are getting in the, the opening scene when we first meet them they're getting called to the principal's office for fucking uh, <laughs> they call their teacher meow mix, and uh, <laughs> and they have the greatest the, the greatest work of art. The Western world has ever produced the timeless classic Spider with Human Head. Like these are weird kids. I'm sorry, Spider with, with human, human Head with Human Head. Yeah, he eats everything. He eats <laughs> dogs and cats and rabbits. Um, so it's like the, these kids are misfits. These these are like the archetypical like the outcast. Uh, and that that I mean that's they're like the like I said they're losers club. They're weirdos and like they're they have to band together and and take a stand against Dracula, who may or may not be an ultra terrestrial. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and say, like, look, I know there's a lot of uh, nostalgia and hype from people like us who love this movie. So I think some folks go into this seeing Monster Squad and it, because they didn't see it when they were a kid. It's not the fucking shining diamond that they want it to be. Well, all I can say to that is I'm sorry. Yeah. But you're wrong. This movie is amazing and perfect. This movie should have made a million dollars. Yes. Like, it should be one of the biggest movies of all time. And it should have spawned, like, t-shirts and toys and all that shit. I mean, it, it, and you look at, like, there's the Stephen King Rules t-shirt, which they made for this movie and has become, right. like, sort of like a cultural... That's how you know you're in, like, the know. That, that's right. a sign, you know, I have two t-shirts, I think. There's a that. flag of it hanging up in my living room. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it baffles me that like I I look at this movie now and like the acclaim that it's got, and again I, I I keep going back to this. I I cannot believe there was a time when it was like, like me and Evan were like the two dudes I knew who like knew Monster Squad. Well, it's I insane. Think I actually want to suggest that things haven't changed that much. What's changed is the isolated nerds now have the internet. Okay. So now the hundred or so people in Kansas City who care about Monster Squad. <laughs> Know that the two hundred or so people who care about Monster Squad in Lehigh Valley exist, yeah, and we can like share. So like for someone like Fred Decker, he can go to like a fest and know like people care about Monster Squad, yeah, yeah. Um, but even now, the popularity is not the numbers where, like, if Monster Squad came out now and the people who care about Monster Squad all went to see it, it still probably wouldn't make enough money to have the huge cultural impact that I think it deserves. Like, I still no. think that the film should have traction among normal people, and most of the people who like it are people who are at least somewhat interested in genre film. Like, even if they're not all horror people, they're at least people who care enough about movies to have found it. It's not that Joe, whose favorite movie is You've Got Mail... <laughs> knows about monster squad yeah it's just it's not at that level yet and i actually think it's good enough that it should have had the sort of inroads that maybe like i'm just gonna say it a ghostbusters has yeah i agree 100 percent. i agree with that i just think it is and it, you know do i think it's it's as the same as ghostbusters no like clearly there's some amazing things about ghostbusters but do i think it's good enough to have that sort of impact i re i really do yeah i i i i'll agree to that it uh it just it's it's such a a pure great movie um that's that's you know it's not it, i wouldn't even put this movie in like my top 20 favorite movies of all time but it is responsible for so much of what i love i think i i would have that in mind fair enough yeah 
I am not sure. It's part of me wants to say it wouldn't be because you know I am kind of bothered by certain aspects of the film, so I want to be like cool and say like, well, I mm. love it, but those things bother me. But in reality. I think like Evan, it had such a big impact on me that if my list of top 20 was personal, not like these are the greatest movies ever made, but these are some of my favorite movies. That yeah. have like shaped you. It might have made it into the tw- into 20. You yeah. know what? I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll go back and say maybe if, if we're looking at movies that have affected me. Yeah. This movie yeah. definitely had an impact on who I am right now. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. So, and, and it's one of those things that like came up again later. Like I saw when I was a kid, I loved it. Kind of went away, and actually, you know who I can credit with bringing it back into my life is Richie Roja. Hey, there was a, when we were in college. There's a series of phrases that Richie Roja would just like to say that he got from movies that he just thought were funny. So he would just look at you and be like, um, "Chomper sick balls," and you either knew what that meant or you didn't. Yeah. So one of his favorite things was just something would happen, and he would just look at you and go, "Wolfman's got nards." <laughs> Let me be clear: what had happened had nothing to do with either Wolfman or nards. <laughs> Just anything would happen that would cause you to exclaim, oh, great, or something. And he would just look at you. Sometimes he would do the uh, the, the, the X over his crotch and then Like yell, the DX suck it? Yeah, and then yell, Wolfman's got nards. I like this guy. I love Richie. <laughs> he was a... He, he, we also continued something from high school where you would just talk about um, Kickboxer. Okay. And just be like, he puts his fist in the glue and then in the glass, like over and over again. Uh, or he would talk about... Um, <laughs> he had this thing where he would talk to you about Breakfast Club. He's like, "You ever see Breakfast Club? You know this movie where they have to go to school on the on the weekend. I really like it. It's got Molly Ringwald in it. And the thing about it, you know, Breakfast Club. Have you seen Breakfast Club? It's this movie that in which they go to school on the. And he had a million permutations where he could say the same thing over and over again about Breakfast Club for half an hour. I like that. I want to meet this guy. But he's, only saying it in different ways. He would appreciate it. It would drive people, because we were in college, it would drive people crazy. You should probably have him on this. We've talked about it. I, I, I don't know about this. We've talked about having him on Cinepunks. It just hasn't happened yet. I'll, I'll make it happen. We could have him on our business. He has great taste. In I just business. saw him the other day. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could wrap up. Yeah. Um, Is there anything we want to endorse or plug? Uh, we let me, have. Let me plug yet again because I said it before. But go to the Brooklyn Horror Film Fest. The lineup is awesome. I'll be there on Saturday. You should go for the whole thing. I might try to go on Thursday too, but I'm mostly going to be there on Saturday. Okay. Uh, I have. Uh, or yeah, I. We have shirts. We finally have shirts. I would like to get one of those. Yeah, well. I'll, uh, they're in my car, so I'll go grab them for you then. Um, we're gonna do. Uh, you can. I think I'm probably gonna end up putting having you put them on the on the Cinepunks just because it, it'll be easier to advertise. Well, and the thing is, if there that doesn't mean you can't ship them out. All it means yeah. is like when I get an order, I'll just email you the order and you can ship them yourself. Yeah, but it's just easier to have the store in one location. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll we'll talk later. But yeah, um, so they're gonna be. I'll post it in the show notes all the information. Um, so you could probably go to Cinepunks.com for the store to check out the shirts there. Um, Big thanks to Mikey Smack for for designing it for us, and thank you for uh, to as always Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations for printing them. Um, you should go to www.cinepunks.com to check out more episodes of this podcast and some of our other podcasts, including Cinepunks, Got Me a Movie, The Mandate, Black Sun Dispatches, uh, Loud Fast Philly, Civil Society, and am I missing anything? Black Sun Dispatches. I you said, said that. Sun, the yeah. Mandate. The Mandate. You said that. No, yeah, I guess that's it. So oh, that's it. soon. It's soon. not up yet, but uh, well, by the time you hear this, it's probably up. Uh, small screen cinema. Yes. Yeah. Uh, featuring Joe Yannick. So yeah, our we our 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 numbers are growing. You either join us or get the fuck out of our way. 
Um, trying to think if there's anyone else. Uh, I think that's good. Yeah, just go there. Information's on our, our on our Patreon is on there. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, um, and we'll send you some free swag. Uh, rate, review, rate, review, subscribe, and download, download, download. Let me go ahead and say this too. Um, with the update of iTunes, a bunch of people have been saying that they've not been getting uh, new episodes from their podcasts. So go ahead and unsubscribe and resubscribe to whatever podcast you like. Yes. Because people have been having some technical difficulties, and I would hate for you to miss out on a single episode. Just a single Especially second. this one. Yeah. Especially fucking Harvest. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Evan, for joining us. I would also just like to endorse again the Cool Keith Cutmaster Kurt record, yeah, Diesel no, Truckers. We get it. Yes, it's very yeah. good. So, we love uh, cool Keith. Everyone loves Cool Keith. Yeah. All right. So uh, I thank guess, you. yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming mm-hmm. up, Ev. Thanks for talking. Of course. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, stay spoopy and uh, fuck Victor Salva. Yeah, fuck him in the face.